Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. Aoub. <laughs> what about Aoub? Safula. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. Don't go over the rules. It'll take forever. Let's just get to the draft. Let's get to pumping. I got a little taco meat on my chest. It's going to be fine. We, we, in the, we in the thick. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm screaming too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? <laughs> I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, welcome in to a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. We are coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, also online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. You can chime in there with your question, comment. What do you want to talk about on this Monday? We'll make you a part of the show on facebook live youtube you can also fire us off a tweet if you feel like you should do so all right coming up on today's program we will uh got a lot of guests to get to in the four o'clock hour we'll talk to gentry coward he is coaching a Pitt county girls softball league all-star team we'll have the coach and some of the players in here to talk about where they're headed off to so uh we'll talk some area sports coming up at four o'clock also in the four o'clock hour our ecu opponent previews continue today we'll talk to mark daniels the play-by-play voice of the ucf knights this will be our last summer preview with mark daniels because the knights are heading off to the big 12 after this season so we'll talk about that get an outlook on their final season in the american that coming up hour two of today's show at five o'clock garrett short wnct channel nine will join us in the pirate radio studios got that coming your way as we'll talk about everything going on in the world of sports and joining us uh, currently we got shirley rhodes here we got cj schaefer we got the chan man and troy d here to kick off a monday edition of prl what's up guys good to see you clipper what's do up, you Clip? realize two weeks from today will be august 1st <clears throat> that's the month school comes back that's the month football comes back i realize it it's coming we're two weeks away two weeks away wow this is your two-week warning. I'm just letting you know. You know, I like to two keep weeks. people... Two weeks. Two weeks remaining. Two Wait. weeks remaining. You declared summer over last Monday. Oh, it's over. Yeah. I'm still trying to sneak whatever I can sneak out of it, but it's basically done. Did you not hang out at the beach this week? I did. During the summer? I did. Summer's still but going But it's hard on. to enjoy it knowing I'm two weeks away oh, from the goodness. start of football. How is August. it being at the beach when you know it, summer's just over? <laughs> Troy's it's miserable. A little, like, it's a little it's, stressful. It's the most miserable time of the year when I summer's just, over, but you're still at the beach. Yeah. It's just hard to enjoy really relax and be able to enjoy it knowing that's <laughs> it's it's on the verge everybody's like having fun this is an awesome day and troy's like yeah but it's almost did over. you know we're two weeks away from august did you know that and now august like you can't do anything it feels like in august because everyone's in a rush for back to school they report officially august 2nd you know media day's coming up it's very you know lots to plan for clip well, i feel like you'll find time to do some things and you're the most positive person when it comes to summer and like april in may when it gets closer and closer i know and then I, as I love the lead up i love the lead up to summer it's the looking forward to summer and then like the right at the beginning when it starts to get warm in may 
And then it's July, and you're like, it's over. <laughs> I know. It's over. I'm kind of that same way with football, though. I love August. Yeah, the lead for up to all it. the talk. The you do your fantasy drafts, you do all that stuff. Yeah. Then the season gets here. It's almost anticlimactic. And then like November, the start of November for me, I'm like, it's over. And even if things are going well, it's like, man, that we're already in week four. Yeah. We're halfway over. Right. It's coming to an end. Yeah. See, you do that in football. I get it. Your yeah. football is my summer. Yeah. Yeah. So we're kind of now I feel this connection with you right here. <laughs> On the same page. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Way to bum everybody out. Yeah. All right. First On, four minutes of the show. On happier news, yeah. I went searching for my party shirt Uh-oh. over the weekend. Shirley, mm-hmm. I don't know if you have any breaking news uh, music to use or not. But uh, <clears throat> she'll break it out. I just haven't heard the steam in a while. Oh man, that's a good. That gets the juices flowing right there, Cliff. In news to report, party's almost over. Party's not even here yet. See, I'm excited about the party. We got the lead up to the party now. Yeah, but then you know the, the, the tickets. Party. Now it feels real <laughs> because the tickets are on sale. Go to PR927FM.com. Get yours down. They're only 10 bucks, by the way. 10 bucks too. And we lowered it. They're actually only $8.50. But we didn't want to promote it at $8.50. There's like a $1.50, you know, online ah. ticket charge. So we wanted to make it an even 10 for folks. <clears throat> so we lowered the price of the ticket so it would only be $10 okay. for folks. And by so the- we didn't sell them for 10 and then you have a surcharge for $1.50 or whatever, which isn't us. That's the online ticket it, people. If but. you see me at the party coming up September 1st in a corner, 45 minutes into the party, and you ask me what's wrong, I'm going to say it's because the party's over. I'm going to say the party's over. <laughs> the band's already halfway done with their set. The <laughs> yeah. band's already halfway done. I think everybody that's going to come is, is already here. Yeah. It's over. Starting to see it my way. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I totally feel you. All right. So here's the deal. Um, what was I going to tell you? Oh, yeah. So... I saw the funny meme our graphic team put out over the weekend. A very creative team we have. Did you see? That might have been our first ever virtual reality face transplant meme. Like a live video. It was Dusty Rhodes. Did you see it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't I think we've done it. I was thinking of something else. That's kind of new technology, mm-hmm. you know? That's a, that's next level bar stool stuff right there that our team's putting out. But anyway, I thought it was pretty funny. So I went searching for the shirt. <laughs> At AB Surf Shop, have you guys ever been to AB Surf Shop? I have. Uh, when you oh, you probably haven't. No. When you hear AB Surf Shop, what do you think of? Uh, surfboards, surfboards, wax, uh, swim trunks. Yeah, yeah. Flip flops. Yeah. This place, like, it's kind of a misnomer. This place ought to be AB menswear and high end female clothes. You know, like because of what they have. That's it, way too long. It's yeah, I know. AB Surf Shop. Surf, I know Surf Shop's cool, but it like really isn't a surf shop. It's really a clothing store, and they carry my favorite br- brands. Clip this, I, I'm you know on my depth chart of favorite brands: Vineyard Vine, rankings? Vineyard Vines, right. Peter Millar, Southern Tide. Okay, they carry all three right back to back when you come in. I do like that. Uh, rising up the ranks, by the way, is the shirt Ellerby had on. The old uh, our Peter Millar guy left to go work. For, uh, Johnny O. I like Johnny O. They carry that also. So I was like, what a perfect place to go find a shirt. Unfortunately, it was not successful. Oh, no. I was not happy with the selection of the... Because I want a button-up like this, like a uh, more of a fall shirt, and I don't think they've had those come in yet. So I might have been a little early in my search. But on a related note, I put this one in from the closet. This is a newer shirt I bought when I was in Orlando, a Johnson & Murphy. 
and I started thinking, you know what? I haven't worn this much. This could be the shirt. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get y'all's opinion on it first. Uh, Imagine it with jeans. Yeah, but I don't think you can wear your party mm. shirt before the party. No, no, yeah. no. I, yeah. You can. I could have this clean and pressed. It would look very good. This is a nice. I think it should be something shirt. that you should debut. I ran, I ran into Nick Crabtree at lunch. Even he was like, "Man, that's a great looking shirt." Unsolicited. What do you mean, even he? Like, well, I don't. Is he, I like don't a, is he big in the fashion world? No, I don't. I mean, even that. Even this guy <laughs> is saying he, he likes. He doesn't me. hand out compliments. Okay. Normally is uh, what I'm saying. I was just curious. Yeah. Okay. So like he was like complimentary of it without you know nice even shirt. asking. Yeah. So I'm having. I'm just saying, if I can't find one, how about this? This will be the. That's a good shirt. backup. Yeah, That's this will be my backup shirt. I'll still search. The search continues. Surely, hit the hit the theme one more time. In breaking news, the search continues. If you can help me find a good party shirt, please let me know. I wonder if people. Now, you know how people like track get, flights and stuff. They track flights during coaches' searches. I wonder if people have it like a Troy radar. I'd say, oh man, there he goes. He's heading to this store. I did get this in in the mail today from my friends at Johnson & Murphy. Used to be just a shoe, high-end shoe company. Now they've gotten into all types of apparel. And I was looking at their late, this is their latest selection clip of, of shirts that yeah. uh, you can see our video audience here. I'll show it to them too for YouTube and Facebook. But then I started thinking, well, can I get a shirt? Can I wear a shirt to the Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party that doesn't have purple in it? Have you ever done that before? The closest thing that it came, I had a Southern Tide shirt, which I've worn before. I don't wear it very often. It's all white. But it's trimmed out in purple and gold. Have you seen that one before? I'm sure I have. You, you know what I'm talking about? Like on the inside, it has a purple and gold trim. Mm-hmm. Just say yes. <laughs> but that. But what do you think? Could I go with one of these shirts that are cool party shirts, by the way? I think that but <clears throat> that would show a sign of growth, actually, if you went with something non-purple. That's what I was thinking. That's yeah. why I brought this out. It have to be purple. Chandler, you're not. Well, I actually, you are on the committee. You're going to be part of the consultant team. Yes. What do you think? Now it has been. A I think you have for you a to wear lot purple. of good choices here. Yeah, that's why now the shirt Def I'm wearing right now is purple with a design. I love America as much as the next guy. Yeah, don't show up to the party. No, that would be a great Independence Day shirt. Though. Absolutely, that shirt you could wear like doesn't that. fit the Pirate Radio kickoff Memorial party Day Independence five. Day would be awesome. But other than that one, I think a lot of these are good candidates. Yeah. Leave the orange one out. Yeah. That would be, now, if I was going to an Orioles party, that would be awesome. Yes. An Orioles first pitch party. Now, we're going to have the breakfast club there at the party. Yeah. Should I go throwing, 80? Should I go? Throwing 85. Didn't someone suggest I go get a Tommy Hilfiger shirt out of the uh, storage unit? Yeah. Wear that? To, re- to wear to it. What if I had a purple Tommy Hilfiger shirt, shirt from like 1989? Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Hmm. I'll have to go see if I can find one. Yeah. Or buy one retro online. Definitely would throw out the one with the pineapples on it. Um, This one kind of gives me some 80s vibes. I know. I now, was why thinking, do you it's say... funny you mentioned that one. That one I was thinking about, too. But what? I was a little concerned it had too much light blue in it. But I do like the shirt. Why did you say the thing about pineapples? I, I don't like that vibe. Not why? for the party. Maybe that's a great vibe for the party. I didn't know there was a thing about pineapples until I bought that Hawaiian shirt. With they're pineapples. delicious. But what's I, the thing? I told that that was like a sign that you're a swinger. Oh, really? Yeah. I right. thought that's. I you... think that pineapples have to be upside down. On your door? Tell me more. <laughs> On your door? Tell <laughs> <Yeah>. me more. <laughs> Boy, you sure know a lot about this, Chandler. For being a single no, guy. No. Yeah. I, well, so you would. Whoever you would, the person so was. You wear that. Sh- you wear that shirt upside down? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> the, per- the, the person. 
<laughs> that was informing of informing us of this stuff. Oh, you were here Did when you? he was talking. Uh, about yes, it. Yeah. and said that they have to be upside down. Are you a good Shirley? Can you cut that music? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Though. Breaking I, news: We're talking about planner shirts. Shirley uh, Chandler's a great third wheel if, for a swingers party. If you need a third <laughs> wheel to go with you, yeah. Chandler's your guy. He's not gonna bring anybody with him. No, but he's great just to go. Yeah. No. And I'm not gonna bring like you know he's people bring like food and stuff. I'm just bringing myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I, here. I don't know if you call that a great. I'd say an average. He's just an average person. Average. Average. Yeah. All right. Good Good uh, yeah. candidates there. But if you wear a pineapple shirt, do you think that signifies that? I don't. Yeah. But apparently that's a thing. It is a thing. Wow. Uh, this is, I got to say, though, it is a cool pineapple shirt if you look at it. That yeah. one right there. I like it. Yeah. That's got a little bit of clip rock. I, what if I bought you that shirt? Would you wear it to the party? These are expensive shirts. If you bought if me, I bought you this shirt, would you wear it? Yeah. To the party? Yeah. Clip Brock Why might not? be in a pineapple shirt for the party. I'll wear whatever. Yeah. yeah. Going to the Facebook comments, uh, you got Robert Matthews who says you should wear the airport shirt. Well, see, I bought this shirt at the same time. But see, the other one is, uh, this is much more toned down. The other one's the checkerboard. And I haven't worn it since y'all made fun of it. Since Shirley uh, lashed out at me and called it a... Um, tablecloth oh, yeah, yeah purple tablecloth because it I've looks been, exactly like a purple tablecloth. i've been hesitant to wear it again you, you just got ready for a picnic yeah, i think you. i'm gonna cut the sleeves off and give it a different look there you go talking about your new shirt here susan dean says looks like every other shirt you wear but i can only see it online here oh this one yeah yeah i do have a tendency to buy similar shirts over and over again robert asked uh, if you owned a short sleeve shirt i do no, no, yeah, you do. i got i got polo shirts but you like the long sleeve roll up sleeve yeah i do in summertime i like it because it's you know you can unbutton your button here it gets a little more air you know jonathan says pur- jonathan says purple and gold jams would you go no i probably wear jeans to the party yeah i'm not gonna wear shorts i mean you gotta class it up a and little then bit. susan says just how about keeping it simple and how about a just a nice polo shirt yeah that's know. not Troy D. Nah, that is not. Troy that's D. not party Troy D. No, uh-uh. it's not even normal Troy D. I know. I'll wear a polo shirt every once in a while. All and right, maybe at the tailgate, but not not to the party. They okay. said we couldn't go 15 minutes on shirts, but and they, they were, were wrong. wrong. Yep, they were way. Don't off. ever question our abilities, <laughs> <laughs> and don't try this at home. All right. Any other um, fashion news when it pertains to the party, Chandler? Have you thought about what you're wearing? Um. But I bet you this. I bet y'all are thinking a lot more about it now than you used to. Am yeah. I right? I'm thinking about it for myself. Right. That's maybe what I mean. a gimmick. I've seen some things online I'm thinking about. Yeah. Before, I think you just throw whatever on, correct? For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. This year, it's a little bit different. New year, new venue, new yeah. band. Yeah. You know? Feels feels a little different. By the way, uh, Breakfast Club will be performing. They are a, uh, one of the top 80s bands in the nation. They're coming in from Atlanta, Georgia, just for our party. Once again, tickets are only $10, and uh, must have a ticket enter. We will sell out eventually. Tickets are still available. They are um, off to a great start. You can go online, and uh, we have the link to where you can buy them online. It's all digital this year. So you can download. You can print at home. You can just have it live on your phone, and uh, they'll scan it as you come in. PR927FM.com. You can also go to the State Theater website. They have a link on it there, too, uh, if you can't remember our website. And so, all the proceeds are going to a great uh, – yeah. That's a great point. Let me uh, do some great charities. Yeah, let me pull that up so I don't leave anybody. We got four of them we are promoting. While you're looking, uh, Chad says Troy could have the best shirt collection on earth if he just had time to work on it. 
I mean, that is true. That is fair. If you were just full-time working on your shirt collection, 100%. It could be the best known to mankind. That's a that's a fair statement. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great analysis by him, too. Fact. All right. Uh, oh, wait. Let me go. I just I don't want to do it from memory because I know I'll forget somebody. Let me just pull it up. We have an awesome graphic that announced everybody we're donating to. And I don't know if we've even mentioned this on the air before, guys, have we? As uh, far as the actual – you might have clipped. Probably. As you look it up, Here, the uh, – here you go. I found it. School of Nursing oh, for ECU. Didn't we have a Google song? That was when was, Shirley was gone. Oh, <laughs> it was. Uh, that would be good when you're googling. Something yeah, we have one, but yeah, we got to. Yeah, find it. Shirley, see if you can find it. We'll play that. Well, like we've got it now. We don't need it. Um, I know, but I I was curious to hear what it sounded like because I missed that segment. Just a random song. All right, uh, Jeff Charles's uh, daughter has a scholarship in her memory. Uh, the Heather Ann Pertee scholarship at the School of Nursing. So. That will be one of the designees. Uh, also, the Sports Works Ministries here for uh, ECU athletes. Daughters for Dads, which is also a local charity, and our friends at Riley's Army. So those four charities, um, our proceeds from ticket sales will go and we'll, we'll distribute it evenly between those four charities. Awesome. So Awesome stuff. Your uh, ticket goes for a good cause. All right. Keeping an eye on the MLB draft, and the last pick I see, according to CBSSports.com, is Douglas Hodo the third? Hodo, who's uh, the guy that the oh, ball no. hit off of and went over the fence. Alec Makarovich home run against Texas. Oh, in the Super Regional. Oh wow, Hodo. Uh, so he uh, is off the board. So Carson Wisenhunt goes round two to the San Francisco Giants. So congratulations yep. to him. A little further down than projected. Most of the projections I did see a first round, but still congratulations to him. Uh, I haven't heard what type of signing bonus money. Everything's like slotted clip, and I meant to look it up before I came on the air. What type of money we're looking like at the second round if you got drafted? You know, a lot yeah, of that's I'm predetermined. Sure about but my guess is being a second round draft, he's gone. You know, oh, yeah. there's no chance of him coming. There was, you know, a slight chance depending on what happened. He had the option to return and was and said publicly that he would be willing to come back. But this is probably going to change that. Uh, right now, I uh, have not seen a Zach Agnos, have not seen any of the Pirate recruits, uh, Bryson Worrell, any of those guys as of yet. Now, how many rounds do they do? I know they changed it after COVID. It used to be 24 or something. Right. Is it rounds. still 10? I, they cut it back, but I, I was wondering if they added more rounds to it. I believe... Or it could be 20. Uh, I will look that up. If anybody knows, just put it in the Facebook live chat. I got to say, Mike Mullis texted me last night and said, we should do a, uh, we should have had a live draft show. And I was like, well, his wish will be granted on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. We <laughs> are doing a live draft show. He just, see, this is what happens when you make wishes, folks. If they, you don't specify true. what the wish is, <laughs> yeah. they come true, but maybe not the way you wanted. And Mully's not going to like this. Mully wanted a live draft show. He's getting one. Well, uh, when we play Survivor coming up on Wednesday, Pirate Radio Survivor. So explain for folks that might be new to the program clip and haven't heard this before. First of all, this is one of my favorite summertime traditions. So pre-COVID. You, and I got to give you the credit. This was your idea. I was like, I don't know how this is going to work. You're like, no, it'd be hilarious. We got a computer generated thing. We can do it. Because I thought you were just going to write all this stuff uh it, it was fantastic the program you did last year and the year before well so we haven't done it well I, whenever it, has yeah. it been that long because when covid came around we stopped oh that's right the point of yeah. it was on the worst most boring sports day of the year 
which is the day after the major league baseball all-star game slowest sports day it's like the only day of the year where there's no mlb no real sports. nfl nhl yeah. or nba yeah it's probably a cornhole tournament no college sports yeah. like no nothing maybe one of those uh you know uh, games on the beach where you throw the bocce ball type of deal. Some there will yeah. be some sporting events they'll, going they'll on, something like that on yeah. ESPN. Yeah. But it's the worst day of the, the sports year, so I decided we should do something different. We should have some fun on that day. So you did a fictional pirate radio survivor. Correct. We have done it two times. Do you have the survivor music, Shirley? That gets me in the mood. <laughs> We have uh, come on, add some production value, Charles. <laughs> we have we have done this. Facebook no, later. no, 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 no. I'll add production value if Clip asks for it. It's when you ask for it that I am just like, oh, yeah. can we just do something else? <laughs> we have done this twice. The winners have been Stephen Igo and Jeff Comfort. Yes, um, it's been. It, now it is. You should say. It Random, is all randomized. Computer generated. We enter in the names, the tribes, things yeah. like that. Yeah. And everything else is simulated on a computer. We don't control what happens. What yeah. we do is kind of read the storyline. We read the storyline and we ad lib yeah. on why things happen. Morgan Ayler's got medically evacuated yes. a couple years ago. And we had to explain why that happened. Yeah. Uh, that, was it a throat situation? <laughs> it was. I don't even remember what we said. He hurt himself on a first down Pirates. Right. Vocal. Yeah. He was saying first down Pirates too loud. <laughs> but like uh, Jeff Charles and Rick Smith got in a fight again. Yes. Very so, unusual. Both likable guys. Yeah. Shirley like, and Jeff got into it one time. Yeah. So we have to explain. Well, when you're on an island and it's hot and it's buggy and you haven't eaten in a while, things get a little chippy. So we're adding a new wrinkle this year. Brand new concept. We're doing a live draft, a schoolyard pitch coming up on Wednesday show in hour one Troy D Ellerby Mike Mullis so are three tribes three tribes of six yes so and we'll be a drafting so do we have enough to draft six people what do you mean like well that will be you know 18 people yes yeah uh, I'm, I'm joking I'm just saying do we have you know do you have like the list of 18 we'll be choosing from so right? Troy Ellerby Mully are the captains you will be choosing from Shirley Chandler CJ Glenn Jenny Wes Brian Bailey Billy Weaver Brian North Bryce Williams Jeff Charles Stephen Igo Patrick Mason Tony Dunn and Morgan Aylers is going to give it another all shot. right uh I've got one request What's that? I think we switch out Patrick Mason for Tony Collins. Patrick Mason will be here Wednesday, and I told him he was going to be in it, so that is declined. Sounds like insider trading. Well, again, I created it, so I do whatever. Did he want to be in it? Yeah. Oh, he did. Okay. All right. That's fine. If, he, if it means that much to him, then keep him in. I can remove no, you. Fine. Tony no, doesn't care. No, I, just, no, I can take. Fine. Can I can take that. you out and put in Tony. <laughs> it's fine. Just don't tell Tony. I don't want his feelings hurt. He didn't know what's I going know, on. I know, you're right. He you hadn't even had him on the show. I've been I telling was, you to get I him back on Tony show. Collins I, looks like. I talked to him last week. We're going to get him on the show, maybe Thursday. That See, now I see what you're doing. He's coming back on the show, so you feel like yeah, you well, got to... Well, just don't tell him about this. I'm not. Okay. You're I'm the like, one that's going to bring I'm, it up. I, what I, the just, hell is going on around here? <laughs> exactly. Just saying if we had room. So the answer is yes, we've got plenty of people to choose from. Yeah, we have an alternate, Tony mm-hmm. Collins. If somebody gets but hurt... these guys can't perform. On the way to the island? Like Bailey's actually on an island right now. And if he gets stuck or can't make it back. How about this? If Mully can't be here on Wednesday, if something comes up, we'll move Shirley into the captain role in the, and put, bump Mully and put Tony in the game. Perfect. Yeah. So he's the first alternate. Okay, that's fair. All right. I like it. Um, right. But yeah, Patrick's supposed to be here. And so he what will the, um, you know, Mully, he's a stickler for rules. 
and you know god knows if it's not done right he's gonna bitch and moan and this is why he lost so let's don't go over the rules <laughs> so what since he doesn't want the rule what are the how are you gonna do can, do draft order i'm gonna draw names off this table one of okay one, one through three all right and then we'll have so a, if i have the first pick we'll have a snake draft okay that's what i was wondering so if you have the first pick you also have the sixth pick. okay is that how it works yeah, yeah. okay so there you go. NFL does not do a snake draft, by the way. They do. That is because they have full 53-man rosters of players. Well, this will kind of be even because none of us will have any roster. You're, you're catching on. He's, <laughs> he's starting to get it, Clint. <laughs> he's starting to get it. Yeah. No, yeah. So. No, no, yeah. No, yeah. No, no, no yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah no, yeah. No, yeah. So Molly agreed to this? <laughs> Does he know? No, this? no, yeah. <laughs> Molly, are you okay with this? Because he gets a little grumpy when it's like when you try and you know just talk fun stuff sometimes. But, uh, Does he understand the? Were concept? you here when he agreed to this? No, no, I'm Chandler. Oh, I, I asked him last week. Yeah, and he acted like he was in. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Usually, he just likes to stay on topic. And I know talk about his stuff. And I know. And if you want to get Ooh. Mike Mullis going, this is too goofy for me, man. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Troy. If you want to get Mike Mullis going and in a good mood, bring up. The conference realignment. <laughs> yeah, he was. He giddy was to talk so about giddy about it. Actually, I, I I heard that, and I was like, you know me, I love that talk. And actually, you said you like, you I'm don't like, you're not a fan of it, of it but yeah. you don't mind talking about it. I well, you said something that was interesting, but anyway, no, Molly had a good breakdown on it. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, kind of shocked me. Yeah, he uh, he's fascinated to see where all this goes. He's a Molly of all trades. I guess it for him, it's like a train wreck. He, you know. I've said Can't before, the the bigger disaster, the better. Let all these big fish kill each other, you know, and fight over each other, and we'll see what happens in the leftover. All right, um, let's take a break. You're hanging out, right? I, I, I'm, you can't. <laughs> we ain't leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm hanging out. Troy, I'll be, I'll be here for the hour. I've done the work. It's either for real you. good news or bad news. I've done the work for you. You don't even have to read the Phil Steele magazine. Oh, I was go- getting ready to browse through it. I've got bullet I'm, points. Do you want spoilers? Like I've got topics uh, I want to talk about. Yeah, let's wait. Let's do it on the other side. That's what I'm saying. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I want right. to hear about it. I won't look at the book then during the break. And I've got which I'm. Um, I was just going to see if I got word back. Okay, not yet. I'm working uh, with Phil's people. Oh, to get him on the show. Yes, we'll yeah. get him on at some point yeah. this summer. Yeah, but we have the magazine in hand in the Pirate Radio Studios. I always cut to the chase. Go to the last paragraph for ECU to see his prediction. Let's see it, Phil. And I see what you, do you got? you've read it, right? Well, I've got all of uh, I've got some important notes on ECU, according to Phil. Okay, Steele. and his prediction. I've got where he has the Pirates ranked on his power poll and in the conference. Okay, he does not do a record prediction. Well, I thought he does how he thinks they'll finish, like the last paragraph, kind of. He gives a little during the break. You can look that up. Okay, see if right. you can find. All right, that's fine. We'll take a timeout. More to go after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. 
All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. <clears throat> Thank you for tuning in. What do we got John Moody talking about? John Moody. Uh, all right, I'm reading this raw. I haven't even read this. May need to save this for another day, but I've got another midsummer question for y'all. What's your very first memory of ECU football? I've got a great one, but I'll let you guys go first. I've got a fantastic one. I mean, I remember waking up. I spent the night with my friend Blake on New Year's Eve and then watching the Peach Bowl as a 10-year-old. It's a good one. 11-year-old. Yeah. I mean, I remember that. I don't know if I have a memory really before that one. This was my very first ECU football, I'd say probably real experience, memory. It was 1987. East Carolina was opening the season at Carter Finley Stadium against the NC State Wolfpack. Uh, I grew up in Raleigh, going to high school there, and uh, went with some friends to that game. We always, I don't know, even growing up in Raleigh, I couldn't stand state. So I was pulling for, I didn't know anything about East Carolina. Never been to Greenville, never even been to an ECU game. Might have been to one. I might have seen an East Carolina, North Carolina game back in the 80s, but this was like the first one I really kind of remember and, and going to. Um, I went and stood in the East Carolina section because I wanted to pull for ECU just because I wanted State to lose so bad. And um, State was, uh, East Carolina was beating the brakes off NC State. And uh, I remember just being in that section. It was just such a fun group of people. A lot of good-looking women in that section. I was like, man, this is a cool, like, what a great group right here. And they were just, you know, throttling the Wolfpack. I did, I wasn't, I don't think I could drive at that point. Might have been like a, not old enough to drive, because I went to the game with my, my, I remember my dad drove us. Lee D, you know him. Your dad. My dad's the guy, he's like the guy out of the, uh, what, what insurance commercial that leaves the game early, you know? Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> progressive yeah he's worried about when we're gonna leave the game you know middle of the third beat the traffic so it's like fourth quarter so he's like he wants he decides he somehow there were no cell phones back there i don't even know how i found my dad early that he could even leave the game honestly i don't know how all this happened back in the day it's like a messenger pigeon i don't know how once you split off from someone i have no idea how you reconnected it but somehow we figured it out i always do a meet under the scoreboard With this, yes, time yeah, or whatever. Maybe that one was of one of those things. deals. That's very possible. So, we leave in the fourth quarter, and I wanted to stay to the end, but we get in the car, beat the traffic because he likes to do, and he puts on uh, NC State the radio for the end of the game, and I believe it was Wally Osley for you old school NC State fans that was doing the play by play back then. Not and, me. What's that? It wasn't me. No, it was not. You might have been the sideline reporter. So we're going down to me. Throw <laughs> <laughs> it down to yourself. Um, so Wally Osley was the play-by-play guy. And we got in the car just in time. It was actually kind of worked out great to hear the celebration from the NC State perspective because this was the game where East Carolina fans stormed the field. as they should. It was a great win and uh, stormed the field. And one of the goalposts got taken down. But that wasn't even the story. The story was this used to, they used to have the hill at Carter Finley. And anyway, I loved the hill. That was kind of cool back then. And you could, it was general mission. You could sit wherever you want to sit. And usually the, uh, most of the opposing fans took over the hill. Um, 
I guess it wasn't good enough for NC State. So they gave a lot of those tickets to the opposing fans. Well, that's where the rush onto the field came. And there was a small chain link fence that separated the hill from the plane surface. Well, guess what happened to that chain link fence, guys? It got busted. It got brought down. But to hear Wally Osley call that on the radio, on the NC State Network, like the Hindenburg was going down, was one of my great memories. Going, oh my God, they're taking down the fence. The fence is being destroyed. There goes the goalpost to humanity. I mean, I wish I had an audio copy of it because it would be worth gold right now. Yeah. But uh, East Carolina, NC State, 1987. Unfortunately, that led to the end of the series at the time. Mm-hmm. And NC State used it. I believe Jim Valvano was the AD back then. And they used it as a reason not to play East Carolina anymore. And it took East Carolina going, ele- well, at that time, 10-1 and one and getting an invite to the Peach Bowl where NC State then also got almost shamed into having to play the Pirates on New Year's Day in the Peach Bowl, which East Carolina won that game, by the way, for you younger Pirate fans, finished the season 11-1, where that kind of re... And that energy was so great that day, they're like, this game needs to be played on a regular basis, and it restarted the whole series. A much smaller scale, but almost how Pirate fans, a lot of Pirate fans wanted to play Virginia Tech in the bowl game last year, because right now it looks like we're off their schedule for a while after the whole cancellation yeah. type thing. ECU and NC State were kind of were forced to play yeah. because they matched up in the Peach Bowl. Yeah. Now there's there's also part of that story which is not fit for family radio that did not involve me but something I witnessed that I can tell you, you know, for premium subscribers only. Oh wow. All yeah. right. I'll have to tell you that maybe in the break. Eric on Facebook says F the fence was one of the best ECU oh. t-shirts ever made. Yes. It came out with F the fence. F the fence. Yeah. That I remember seeing that. I remember seeing that shirt even when I got here in 89. They still had F Defense shirts. Josh Thomas says, cool, neat story. <laughs> Robert says his was Marvin Green with Syracuse and Greenville on a Thursday night ESPN game. What year was that? Because I feel like I have a memory of an old Syracuse ECU game. I believe my first game as a Pirate in 89 was um, <clears throat> ECU versus Bowling Green, which was Bill Lewis's first game. The Falcons. Remember we used to play Bowling Green, which I always thought it was weird their color was brown. Brown and orange. Yeah, Bowling shouldn't their Bowling Green be green? I'm looking at that 87 season, Troy, and I bet people were jacked up. This is a huge attendance for the time, right? 33,937 yeah. came to Ficklin Memorial Stadium the next week to see Florida State beat down ECU 4-3. I know, but what? God, man, what a, I bet people were jacked up. But, I mean, the Seminoles coming to Greenville. Yeah, I mean, how awesome is that? Jeez. Uh, you also had the U, Miami. Well, run down the whole schedule. The whole schedule's awesome. Then went on the road to Illinois. We seemed to match up with them a lot back in the day. Lost yeah. to Illinois. Georgia Southern beat them. Lost at West Virginia. Cincinnati and Virginia Tech, back-to-back wins for the Pirates. At South Carolina was a loss. Miami came here. What a schedule. The U. Uh, and then the Pirates beat this, Temple, lost to Southern Miami. And this is when ECU was independent, by the way. There, there was no conference. Yeah, I was looking at the independent records. Miami was the best team in the country that year, 12-0, independent. Yeah. Syracuse, Florida State, South Carolina. You had a lot of great teams Wow, when did South Carolina join the SEC? Well, weren't they in the ACC back in the day? Yeah. And then they must have left the ACC, I guess, to be independent. I thought they left the ACC for the SEC. But maybe there was a period, you know... I'm not a historian on the Gamecocks, so... 1991, Troy D. 
Yeah. South so Carolina. I guess so that was 87, so maybe there was a little gap there where they were independent. Josh on Facebook says, start an OnlyFans for all your non-family-friendly stories. Yeah. It would, I would probably get a few subscribers, and it would be well worth the money. Instead of showing off your, your body, you could tell stories on your OnlyFans. Yeah. And well, unlike, both, e- unlike ESPN, I will keep it at four ninety nine a month. <laughs> your prices aren't raising? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so there you go. Chandler, what's your uh, first memory? Um, I remember back in the mid to late 2000s, we were playing like Virginia. Yeah. Virginia Great, came. Awesome game. Virginia and East Carolina here in Daddy Ficklin Stadium in 06. I remember like spots of that game and being at that game. We had a... Uh, a, a family that was really close to me and my family uh, come with us to this game, and I actually I remember this because I sliced my toe open at the Hilton where we were staying. But anyway, but the one I remember like like it was yesterday was 07 ECU UNC uh, Ben Hartman knocking down the field goal. Another great game after going what one and three during the game. Yeah. So, all right, um, let's take another break. <laughs> come back. And then, oh yeah, Phil Steele. We'll have the Phil Steele now. Absolutely. To wrap up the hour. So we'll do that the rest of the hour. All right. All right. 2022 ECU football talk on the way when we return after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back university pc care has been pirate nation's go-to it experts since 2006 and are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take, take, take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All righty. Family. It's here. A lot of stuff's here. SEC Media Days are here. Yeah. Brian Kelly. How's his family doing? I'm sure they're doing great down south. <laughs> Eating a lot of gumbo and... Jambalaya. My family loves the gumbo. <laughs> I can't wait to hear him talk family. again. So, uh, SEC always... I haven't heard any uh, Jimbo and Saban talk. There's uh, got to be. I think they're keeping them separated. Is that right? Got to keep them separated. There's no way they're letting them in the same room together. And this announcer... Uh, this uh, the Is giant. I was going to say, I thought he was one of the players. He's got the sleeves up and the guns. <laughs> oh, he is absolutely jacked. He, oh, he's totally roided up hey, for Brian. this thing. I mean, he, he is definitely juiced. There's no way he is not taking injections. He said, I have to work SEC media day. I have got to be juiced. Forget drug testing the players. They need to drug test the announcers. Show him again. I don't want to see Brian Kelly's red face. Yeah, and you know, um, my family. Look at this guy. I mean, he looks. First of all, young man, let me just tell you one thing. Did, did you he... are Jack to the bone. Looks like he's the CrossFit champion of America. <laughs> All right, uh, that SEC media day is going on. Uh, by the way, the AAC going back to the virtual media. I know. I talked to uh, Holt Naylor's about it. Who was like, "Man, can you believe this is get virtual?" You know, because I mean, this would be his year to get a trip out to uh, where are they having it. Da- well, it's usually up they're, north. They're they moving moved it. it to Texas. Yeah, they're moving it to Texas. But I was like, "Yeah, kind of." You know, those players—that's a reward. You take your kind of your two top players or the ones you choose. Yeah. And uh, they do, you know, but I guess it saves the conference a bunch of money. Yeah. You know, but I think that this is the type of stuff where they can blame COVID. Like, they don't have to. 
do it virtual. But it's, it's just easy. easy. It's just easy. They found out they could do it. Correct. So just stick right. with it type of thing. Right. All right. Uh, now, I will say, I don't know how many media actually go there. Yeah. Zero. So it's, yeah, it's probably from Texas their perspective, media. I get there. Yeah. All right. Uh, Phil Steele's here. The magazine, not yes. the person. Yeah. And what a time. That means, Troy, uh, that yeah, summer's been, almost over. I've been working on this book for uh, 365 days clip. It's uh, They tell me I could... If I could put more, I would, but uh, that's why I have the internet. I can put unlimited pages there. That's why I have a uh, eight-point font. In Troy, my as a... Um, Phil Still? Yeah, you're Phil Still's great. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. That's and great. that means something coming from this guy. He knows, he knows impersonations. And now I'm going to do exactly what you do to me. I'm going to need you to do Phil Still to Phil Still if he does come on the show <laughs> on Thursday. <laughs> nice. Way to turn the tables there. Um, well, you know, uh, Phil Steele grades us out every year and actually keeps a record of it. We can, I could say, Phil, uh, well, how do we do back in 2012? He, he'd probably go through his file oh, yeah. and say, oh, that was when LRB was on the show with you, and I graded you out at a 4.5 on a 5 scale. You asked good questions, but you didn't ask me where you could buy the book enough. <laughs> Top year was 2009. You hit in seven plugs. <laughs> he charts this, for real. Probably's got He's it, told man. me he grades out the interviewers. Are you serious? Yeah. And I think, like, if he grade good enough, he grants you another interview the next year. What? You've got to be kidding. No, I'm not. I think that sounds real, though. It's a nut job. That sounds like a Phil That's story. the attention to detail this guy Unbelievable. has. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, I think if the interview doesn't go well, he doesn't agree, you know, he doesn't have to do the interview again. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, makes sense, but still crazy. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, Troy, East Carolina on phil Steele's power pole i think there's 131 fps teams well, i know there's 130 is there a, let's a go number? 130 yeah uh what number do you think he has east carolina i think we're solid by him i would put us right in the middle of the pack so uh i would maybe a slightly ahead would be middle okay so i would put us in the 60 to 65 range i was gonna say like 74 Troy D would be correct. ECU sixty first. Wow. Wow. Okay. And I had, and honestly, I've not looked at the book. Need to be a little higher, but boy, after past years, that's a pretty good spot that, to that be is. in going into the year. And I think that's a endorsement of where this program's going. East Carolina has been at the bottom of the American, made a climb last year. Troy, where do you think Phil Steele has the Pirates picked in the AAC this year? I think he's probably got us in the upper half this year, but not at the very top. So I would put it uh I would put him putting us at number five four or five in the conference did you look at my sheet i did not i've not looked at the sheet not at all four is correct all right that's i'm two for two by the way not only you have to know ecu you have to know how what phil thinks of ecu so this is a little difficult this doesn't matter but i do want to add troy that if uh houston ucf and cincinnati had left the conference this year uh -huh. east carolina would be picked first in the american yeah so that's the bright look into the there's future right there's there. something there yeah all right um we are being overtaken oh by gosh. the Pitt County Girls Softball League All-Star Team. Yeah. We'll talk to them coming up at 4 o'clock. And the roster is here, ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll uh, talk to them in just a moment. All right, Troy. Uh, Phil Steele made a list of his top 68 draftable quarterbacks. Where do you think Holt Naylor's ranks? Wow, that's a, good, that's a great question. I'd put him in top 20 by Phil Steele, and I'll rank him at um, – I'll put him at number – this is what Phil Steele thinks yeah. for quarterbacks. I'll put him at 15. All right. Holden Aylers is not in Phil Steele's top 68 Oh, draft. really? Not on the list. Wow, that's the first one. I, I was uh, I was a little surprised by that one. Yeah. 
68, and Holton Naylor's not named. Man. But East Carolina is picked as the 57th best unit when it comes to quarterbacks. I guess factoring in Holton Naylor's and yeah. Mason Garcia. Great unit. Uh, Ryan Jones is listed as the number 55 tight end. Yeah. Speaking of Ryan Jones. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. Going to talk to him in just a moment? Oh, well, I'll be seeing him in a little bit. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Uh, 55. Booked on the show. On Phil Steele's list. Um, and some other things. East Carolina running backs, 46th best unit. According to Phil Steele, linebackers, 46th best unit. So there you go. Some Phil Steele numbers. Yeah. Did you read his like final? I, did, I Well, I went during the break, just looked at his final thing to see what his prediction is. He has watered it down some. His, so his last thing on the uh, on the prediction side, he goes, uh, they've improved each year under Coach Houston and looked better on both sides of the ball. They could have beaten Houston and UCF last year, two top teams, so maybe they're ready to take the next step to become a true AAC contender. Yeah. A lot of times he'll go on and say, expect them to be in postseason play. And this, well, that, going you know. by the numbers, 61st but, contender, he yeah. has him in a bowl game. Although he's not doing bowl predictions this year. Yeah, said, I didn't see those is, in the which magazine. Which I really liked. I did too. It's bold to do bowl predictions right now. You know, and that's got to be a hard thing to do, but I liked seeing where he thought we'd go. And he loves accuracy he always checks himself maybe maybe his numbers were off that's tough and he was like this isn't my game well he could be he could give a good read on the team but that doesn't mean he's gonna be able to predict what bowl i mean look we could do do bowl predictions december 15th and get it wrong correct you know i mean it's or after we know the records (laughs) after we know (laughs) yeah yeah. well and i should say like december 1st it would still be hard to get the bowl stuff straight right even at the end of the season that is a uh inexact science a tough deal to do so there's phil still so some positives some i do want to ask him about the whole nailers number and where would he have them? Yeah. Because if he has East Carolina as the 57th best unit uh, quarterback room. Uh, I'm Naylor's surprised. I can't believe he's not in his top. What did you say? 68. That's, no way he's too far off the list. I like, mean, he's got to be that, right there next. That's stunning to me. I, I think we'll, that's, we'll put him at 69. <laughs> Perfect. All right. But I think that's the type of information that Holden needs to hear to get that chip on his shoulder. Yeah. You know, because I think, you know, he's heard from a lot of guys. You know, the Mannings are pumping him up and stuff. But he needs to know, hey, look, man, there's still some people on a national level. You're not even on their radar. Yep. That that would be very motivating to me. Yeah. Are so, you going to tell him that? I am. <laughs> yeah. Get that bulletin. Well, I feel like I'm the guy. I could do it in a positive, uplifting way. All right. In a motivational way. In a Tony Ro- uh, Robbins type of way. Is that still a reference people get? I guess some people get that reference. People uh, 40 and older would understand that. People 39 under don't, don't get it. All right, so uh, looking Google forward to, Tony Robbins. to talking to him. But, uh, you know, some pretty good numbers there for East Carolina to be to where we were to where we are now. Being picked fourth and being picked first amongst the teams that aren't leaving the American this year. Found that interesting. So there you go. Yeah, good stuff, Cliff. All right, uh, Troy enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, too. We'll see you Thursday. Thursday. Oh, we'll see you Wednesday. Oh, yes. Wednesday, 4. Pirate Radio Survivor. 3 o'clock We're Wednesday. bringing it back. Yep. We're bringing a I, lot of things back. I will be year. leading first ever live draft of Pirate Radio Survivor. Surely hit the music one more time, just for old time's sake. <laughs> As our... Don't the, be so tickled, Charlie. The Jeff Probst of Pirate Radio Survivor clip, Brock, will be leading the Tiki Torches down the path. Even though Alan Thomas... Alan Thomas looks like everybody. He's kind of got some Jeff Probst. A little him, bit. But yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna take over the Jeff Probst. Yeah, so we will, uh, we'll do a live draft. We'll do the teams. And then we will actually have a live 
self-generated show. An entire season of Survivor. In, in one episode. In three hours, yep. This is fantastic. So it would be my tribe, the Troy D tribe, versus Ellery's tribe, versus Molly's tribe. That's correct. Now, Clip, you won't be on a tribe because you're the host. Correct. If you could pick a tribe, knowing me, Ellery, and Molly, whose tribe would you like to be on? Ah, uh, this is about having fun and also wanting to win. I'm taking Ellerby out. He's too serious. Yeah, very <laughs> and he's going to make me wake up at 4 a.m. in the jungle. <laughs> Ellerby, you are not my tribe. Uh, so I'm down to you and Mully. Yeah. And I would... Ooh. I could see both of you getting hot-headed if things don't go your way. You know what? I'll tell you Wednesday. All right, fair let, enough. Let me think about it. Yeah. But speaking of picking... Mully's on edge a lot, though. We're going to have I think you'd have a good time in Troy D's tribe. I, I factored that in. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we will have yeah. some fun out there. Um, we and are, I can be competitive when need be. You know that. I know. Yeah. I know. To determine our uh, our booty bag winner on Wednesday, Troy, we're going to have people pick their winner before we get going. Oh, okay. So, so like can, from 3 yeah. to 3.30, you pick who's going to be the winner. Or even we can throw it out there before the show. Yeah. Give a list of names. I'd wait to the day. Of, that way it's easier yeah, to yeah. track. That day. Yeah. Throw it. And yeah. uh so you'll pick your winner, Troy D, Ellerby, Shirley, whoever, and if you and say four people pick you and you win, yeah, we'll do a drawing. Love it. And so that's, that's how great. we're going to do our giveaway. This is going to be fun. Yeah, I look forward to it. Looking forward to it. Wednesday. Can't wait. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk to Gentry Coward and some of the girls on the Pitt County Girls Softball League All Star Team. Talk about where they're headed and what's going on. All that and more coming up. Hour two of Pirate Radio Live. Back after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. Give them a call today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right. The studio is jam-packed today with some awesome young athletes as the 12 and under Pitt County Girls Softball League All-Star team has joined us here in the Pirate Radio studios and Coach Gentry at Coward joining us as well. Coach, uh, thanks for joining us. How's, how's everybody doing today? Good. Um, excited to be here. We got the whole crew here ready to go. So uh, let's talk about what you guys have accomplished so far uh, to make it to the World Series. So uh, talk about your run. Um, started out, we had the best two out of three series with Rocky Mount. We won that series, which gave us the birth to the state tournament um, in Salisbury um, back um, in the end of July. Uh, well, excuse me, end of June. Um, we won two games there, beat South Durham and beat Rowan, which was the um, one of the teams that played in the World Series last year here in Greenville. Um, so by winning that, that gave us the opportunity to be the host team for North Carolina 
um, at Elm Street for the World Series. And due to, correct me if I'm wrong, affiliations in the past, will this be the first Pitt County team in the World Series? It will be. Um, for 20-plus years, we were Babe Ruth. And when um, Little League decided to move the World Series here to Greenville, um, we decided as a league that this is something we wanted to do. So um, we chartered with Little League, and our technically our first year was the COVID year. Um, they didn't have any postseason tournaments. So last year was really our first year in the Little League. That's exciting. Uh, right here in the own, in the, your own backyard. Good in, stuff. In the backyard. That's right. All right. Uh, let's meet. You want to meet some of the players here? Can we can. We'll see. Some of them want to talk. Some don't. We'll see how many want to talk. All right. Just introduce yourself and what position do you play? I'm Sarah Booth, and I play first base. First um, base? I'm Ava Coward. I'm a pitcher and a third baseman. Awesome. What's y'all's favorite part about being on the team and playing softball? The experience and the memories and that we being make. able to be near all your family and friends. Hang out with your friends. That's uh, that's cool. All right, who do we got over here? I'm Clara Allen. I play second base. Clara, uh, I'm sorry. Clara Allen? Clara. Who, Clara. Who is your, your, your father is uh, Mr. Ted? <laughs> he's told me to to talk some junk to you today but i'm not going to do that because i'm a nice person but uh your family is a hoot you have a good mama i just want to say that <laughs> who, who taught you more your dad or your mom my mom of course of course uh and what's your name i'm michelle jenkins and i play catcher all right michelle what's your uh your favorite part about being on this team um being with the girls and it's a lot of fun girls up here and experience like just like sarah said that's awesome so uh how long has this when did this season start the actual season before you got into all-stars um we drafted teams back the end of february um we waited for our local middle school teams to get finished before we start playing so we actually started playing the second week in may um and finished up about the first week in june um then we picked all-stars and went from there Um, so that's a lot long time a lot of practice a lot of games y'all you're still enjoying it though yeah all right so who's uh do you know what the matchups will be who's next on the docket for you guys our first game will be august the 9th at four o'clock against the winner out of the west division um they do not start i think till july the 23rd um if we win that then we would play the winner of the southeast regional um they start the same time so we know what regions we will play we don't know what teams yet that's awesome and uh, i guess so what uniforms will this team be wearing that'd be the south or no uh will will be the north carolina host uniform um, oh cool so this is the first uniform for the host because last year what a COVID year what they did is they took the top two teams out of the southeast so there was no host team so this year is the it's the first year it's the full experience there's eight um u.s teams and four international teams coming and that's pretty neat too because you'll get to meet uh people from all over the world you guys looking forward to that yes yeah, i think like it's gonna be really cool to be able to kind of bond with people from different places from all over yeah that's really neat uh anybody else want to talk introduce themselves yeah go ahead what's your name camden camden yeah uh what position do you play uh pitcher and third cool uh and uh what have you enjoyed most about this uh this team that you've been on just having the experience to play with everybody and be with my friends that's great so are you guys still like getting to hang out the pool and do fun stuff or is it all softball for you this summer it's it's a lot of softball but we still get to hang out (laughs) like after games and everything that's awesome that's good we won 
do yeah. pool party. Yeah. That's the reward for winning. <laughs> Winners go to the pool. Winners go right. to the pool party. Good stuff. All right. So what? So you said your first game is August. August the ninth. What uh, between now and then? Uh, what's going on with you guys? Um, we're practicing three to four times a week. Um, unofficially, I've been told we'll have to report August the sixth. Um, f- so that would be our report date for little league. They've got some um, cool stuff in line for the girls leading up to the actual games um so we still got a few more weeks of practice to go get to get a little things more dialed in and ready to go uh do you guys get to stay at your own homes no okay so what's uh, is there there's not like a village like there is in williamsport but what's we will be this year we'll be staying in the ecu dorms oh wow um, that's a cool experience for y'all not sure which ones yet um we do know it'll be up on college hill somewhere but yes we will have to. Uh, everybody will be staying in the dorms. Um, all twelve teams. Okay, y'all looking forward to that? Yeah. Yes. That'll be different. That'll be fun. Um, while you're here, I got some. Uh, let me see if I can pull them up. Some random questions uh, that I've been asking the ECU baseball players during the season. And uh, let me see if I can find some of those. All right. So, who's the most superstitious person on the team? Mm. I feel like we're all kind of like the same way when it comes to superstitions so what are uh what are y'all so what's your game day superstitions what do you have to do we every have a team mascot oh my gosh dubville <laughs> i made him we, we have we like a stuffed an- we should have brought him but we have a stuffed animal and he has a um hat from last year's world series and all the pins that we win get on his hat interesting okay <laughs> do you have to wear like a certain i don't know bat- i have to have a certain thing on my bat okay all right and that helps you out yeah uh let's see who snores the loudest would y'all even know who sarah (laughs) no i think it's my dad (laughs) (laughs) i might move but i snore all right um would you rather fight one gorilla-sized chicken or 10 chicken sized gorillas. One gorilla sized chicken. <laughs> One chicken. I'd say a big chicken. Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, let's see. What's your favorite uh, cookout milkshake? Vanilla. And strawberry. Vanilla, strawberry, chocolate. Salted caramel. Salted caramel. No. You got the M&M. <laughs> so I like that, a variety. Everybody likes something different. Um, this was a weird one because some guys are from eastern north carolina some aren't so we'll see what y'all think about this one is a banana sandwich made with mayo or peanut butter peanut butter mayo mayo peanut butter i don't want to split the team apart here <laughs> what is that? It's it's and like, i had the mayo too mayo is it's, no, it's mayo I, i've never heard of this, this is a great debate Peanut butter. What kind of banana sandwich? They are so good. It's banana and peanut butter. See, I grew up in a Miracle Whip household, but I I prefer the Duke's Mayo to Miracle Whip. But that's my. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) If you guys could play an Olympic sport that was not softball, what sport would you compete in? Swimming. Deep water. <laughs> <laughs> she can swim in the shallow in the kiddie pool. Kiddie pool race. <laughs> do y'all uh you girls eat sunflower seeds or anything? Oh, yes. oh yes. 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 What's your favorite flavor? Um, I like all of them, but Taco Supreme is my favorite. 
Yeah, that's Taco the good list I agree with her. That one's really good. Boy, they've really come a long way in sunflower seed flavors in the last 30 years. Um, if you could be any animal, what would you be and why? A husky. A bird. I, that's my bird. A bird. A dog. A dolphin. I can be loud. Or a dolphin. So I can be a dolphin swim. so I can stay in the water. A dolphin so I can actually... How's your husky handling this hot weather? That's got to be um, tough, right? Yeah. He mostly stay inside in Good. one corner. All right. <laughs> all right. Um, let's see if I have any other fun ones. Um, all right. Any other news information you need to get out? How can you know people help the team or anything um, like that? Yeah. If um, if anybody wants to give a donation to the team, uh, you can contact me uh, or um, one of my other two coaches, um, Brian Booth or Emory Smith. Or get up with Bo Bats. Um, he's our fundraising coordinator for Pitt County Girls Softball. Um, we'll be glad to take any donations. Um, we kind of want to swag these girls out for oh, the yeah. World Series and um, let them represent not only Pitt County, but North Carolina. Good deal. Awesome stuff. Um, here's another one, girls. You can only choose one dipping sauce to use the rest of your life. What would it be? Ranch, 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 barbecue sauce, ranch. Because I only like barbecue sauce on my wings. Sarah, you don't, <laughs> like, Sarah, you don't like anything. When we go ranch. tie break, and you get plain. And on ribs, <laughs> I only like barbecue sauce on my ribs. That's the only sauce I like. You're disgusting. <laughs> I can eat ranch. ranch. All right, y'all can argue about this for the rest of the summer if you'd like. All right, so uh, when's your next practice? Uh, our next practice is tomorrow night at six. Okay, good deal. And when is the field converted? Out at not yet. yet? Um, They are supposed to start um, this week. Okay. um, You know how much time you'll get on that actual field before? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Even though we're the home team, um, they want an even playing field for everybody. That makes sense. I guess. Good deal. All right. right. Um, What grade are y'all in? I'm going to 7th. Okay. I'm going into 8th grade. I'm going into 8th One of the weird questions we got for our ba- uh, ECU baseball players was, how many third graders could you take in a fight? The whole class. All of them. <laughs> 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 All of them. Bring them on. Third graders are mean sometimes. All right. Well, thank y'all for hanging out. Anybody want to give shout-outs or say something before we go? Y'all, y'all are welcome to do so. I'm going to shout-out my great-grandma. Awesome. Ooh. That's good stuff. She's coming to support. Awesome. I need to shout out some good. Yeah, go ahead. Ben Fox, my hitting coach. He told me to shout him out. Okay. He's helped me a lot. Who was that? Ben. Ben, ben Fox. Fox. Ben Fox. Uh, with club baseball, formerly? Hey, ECU? Yeah. Yes. Ben, I know Ben. Anybody else? I got to shout out my grandma's son, Josh. He told me to do this before in this happened, so... Yes. There you go. All right. <laughs> I, I want to give a shout out to Next Level because they've helped us a lot, too. Awesome. Good stuff. Shout out my golden doodles. (laughs) (laughs) I hope they're listening. Well, I'm going to give a shout out that none of y'all have said, but it's to your parents. Because without them, you wouldn't be where you're at right now. So thank you, parents. Thank you, parents. I love y'all for real. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good luck to y'all. And uh, coach, if you want to come on, if you got anything else before the. Can we wind it up? (laughs) One, two, three. One, two, three. Wind it up. Okay. It's a team thing. A lot of excitement. <laughs> How are you coaches handling all this this uh, summer? They love hey, us. it's they never a dull us. moment. There you go. There they you love go. us. Thanks for uh, for stopping by. If oh, you yeah. need anything else from us, let us know. I will. So, I appreciate it. Thanks, girls.
Thank you. Thank you. All right, we'll take some time out. When we return, we will talk to Mark Daniels, play-by-play voice of the UCF Knights. We'll have a UCF preview. Talk some football when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs, and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC matches all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All righty, back with you here in the Pirate Radio studios. Did you have fun in that last segment? <laughs> One uh, teenage girl is enough for me at home. Uh, but that was fun. Is that is that about the same age group as Lily? Yeah, a uh, year younger, but yeah, maybe a few 13-year-olds in there. But So last week we had a Little League team in here, and this week we had a Little League team in here. Baseball last week, softball this week. That's right. Who's next? I don't know. Maybe we can get some of these international teams to come in here and check out Pirate. That would be cool. Would that not be awesome? Ask them about some American foods and music. Yes. Entertainment. Absolutely. Wouldn't they like? All right. uh, Right now, we would continue on our ECU opponent previews. We have knocked out uh, half, over half of the teams now, and we will talk some UCF football with Mark Daniels, the play-by-play voice of the Knights, as he joins us here on Pirate Radio Live. Mark, always appreciate your time. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, thank you. Yeah, appreciate your time as always. We've had a lot of these uh, summer conversations over the years, and this might be the last one as UCF off to the Big 12, but before they go there, another round of American football. And uh, Mark, before we look at 2022, let's look at 2021, 9-4, undefeated at home for UCF. You've got some bright spots. Also, UCF, especially offensively, looked human at times, which was different to see. I look back at the 20-16 to victory for the Knights uh, over our, our East Carolina Pirates, 14-10 to win over Tulane, 17-13 to over South Florida. So, winning some defensive games there we're used to seeing these high flying offenses and a lot of points on the board but had to win in different ways last year so what was the uh i don't know the overall outlook on 2021 ucf football well gus malzahn's first year to win nine football games and cap the season off beating florida bowl game at a sold-out stadium in tampa i think made it a very successful year you mentioned um, you know, the type of tight football games UCF was in. I think a big factor for that was the number of injuries. UCF was absolutely decimated on the offensive side. You know, losing quarterback Dylan Gabriel at the end of the Louisville football game, and the Knights went and played a true freshman quarterback. Uh, UCF lost its best running back, who missed more than half the season. UCF lost multiple offensive linemen that missed a good chunk of the year. They lost its best wide receiver that missed seven games. Um, they went through a series of injuries that made it challenging for Gus to run what his offense uh, would normally be. So it was more of a case of 
preparing week to week a game plan to give you a chance to be successful. And sometimes I think it came down to possession by possession and play by play to get creative. I thought Gus did a phenomenal job considering the amount of personnel that UCF lost on offense and to find a way to get to nine wins. And yes, the defense certainly had to step up in certain football games, but you know, when you break it down as to what happened, it was not a healthy offense that struggled. It was an offense that lost its best players at times throughout the entire season and, you know, found a way to win uh, some games. So, you know, I, I think the offense, assuming healthier this year, will kind of get back to the type of offense that Gus wants. Um, but it, it certainly was a challenge last year. Heck, even Gus was uh, down with a you know, a, a, a broken leg uh, and, and still found a way to coach, but coach from a, you know, a little riser. So it was awkward at times, but I think looking back on where they were with those injuries, leaving the Louisville football game, they lost six starters in that game that, that didn't play for a good chunk of the rest of the season. Mark Daniels joining us. Mark, Mikey Keene, uh, you mentioned throwing it to the fire, 17 touchdowns, six picks last year. He is back. Uh, what's the, the quarterback situation? Is he looked at as the starter? Is there a battle that's going to be taking place during the preseason camp? Well, Mikey did a good job of the freshman quarterback, and uh, his numbers statistically, and I compare the uh, whole career with the body of work, but his numbers, his freshman year were better than McKenzie Milton's uh, numbers, but you know, Mikey, I think, did a good job with what he was asked to do. There'll be competition. John Rice Plumley has transferred in from uh, Old Miss. He was a big-time high school recruit as a quarterback coming out and was a quarterback at Old Miss, uh, known for his incredible speed and the type of offense they ran. But Lane Kiffin came in and changed things up offensively, um, and John Rice moved out to wide receiver. Well, now a chance to be a quarterback. Uh, Gus had recruited him to come to Auburn before he chose Old, Old Miss, and uh, he came in in January, and uh, got a chance to go through spring practice. So those two will battle. They did battle through spring. I think Gus would like to get some clarity the first couple of weeks. Uh, John Rice is arguably one of, if not the fastest players on the football team. Uh, he brings a different dynamic. Mikey can run, but he's not really designed to be a runner. So it'll be interesting to see what Gus does. I think John Rice gives you some different looks, but I think Mikey are in their respective teammates. So it'll be an interesting battle that I think Gus wants to get an answer to a couple weeks into the season and then, I mean, a couple weeks into camp and then kind of focus on what he wants to run offensively. But it'll be interesting. John Rice uh, offers a unique run option for UCF. Mark Daniels joining us. Mark, uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, UCF taking advantage of the transfer portal and getting in a big time quarterback. How has that worked for UCF so far? A very attractive destination for guys to go to with the history of winning uh, there at UCF, the style of play, Gus Malzahn, big-name head coach. So has it has it helped more than it's hurt with guys maybe leaving UCF for, for SEC schools? How's it been so far since the new transfer portal rules have been put in? Well, I think Gus has been great in the transfer portal. Um, take a look at the job he did last year to fill some holes, and then he was incredibly active again uh, this past year. And, you know, the portal giveth, the portal taketh away. You know, some fans may not be happy that a few players chose to leave UCF and, and, and go elsewhere. And Dylan Gabriel, you know, obviously left to go to UCLA, then ended up at Oklahoma. Um, and, and some other players have moved on, but the Knights have benefited from it. Uh, Kobe Hudson was Auburn's best wide receiver last year. He transferred into UCF. Kamari Gamble was one of Florida's best pass catchers. Their tight end played against UCF for the bowl game. He's transferred in. Lee Hunter was a former five-star recruit that Gus recruited at Auburn as a defensive line. He's transferred to UCF. Uh, Ryan Swoboda's 6'10 tackle that started at Virginia the last couple of years. He's from Orlando. He's transferred to UCF. So 
Gus has been active in the portal. Um, UCF offers an attractive destination. Uh, a lot of guys from Florida come back home. A lot of guys like the opportunity to come play for Gus. So I think he has benefited you know, as good as a lot of schools. And I don't mean just in the American. I think if you take a look at how people have ranked UCF compared to anybody in the country, you know, they've been one of the better teams. You know, those guys still need to go out and play, but he certainly has brought in a number of guys that have been starters and best players on other teams, including teams in the SEC. So I think UCF has certainly taken advantage of what is a certainly a changing world when it comes to the transfer portal. Mark Daniels joining us, play-by-play voice of the UCF Knights. The Knights last year scoring nearly 32 points a game and allowing just 24 points per game. And in 2022-2021, Mark, that, that is a very good number. That'll give you a chance to win every week. So how about the defense heading into 2022? Uh, do you expect a, another solid year on that side of the ball? Travis Williams, the defensive coordinator, uh, worked with Gustin and staff at Auburn. He's one of the best uh, defensive coordinators, young coordinators in the country. And last year, again, kind of had to adapt to the personnel that he had. Uh, but he inherited some talent. They've also been active in the portal as well. The strength of UCS defense is on the backside. Everybody returns for them, and they've got really three solid corners. Corey Thornton, Devontae Brown, and Brandon Adams all have NFL potential. Devon Wilson's a Georgia transfer that now is a couple years in the system at UCF. He kind of plays that nickel uh, bandit safety out there. Uh, Quadric Bullard is another kid of safety that probably has NFL potential. So their strength is in the secondary where everybody comes back, and they've added some young players to that. Up front defensively, uh, they bring back their ends. It'll be really strong in Josh Stellisgard, Trayvon Morris, Brash, Landon Woodson. Added a couple of guys. Ricky Barber is a second-year player in the system. He's a transfer Western Kentucky that was an all-CUSA player that had a really big start before he got hurt last year. They added Lee Hunter uh, from Auburn. If there's a little bit of a a spot that has a question mark, it's at linebacker. Just from a number standpoint, UCF returned the starter last year, uh, but they need some depth there. They've got a couple of guys that transferred in, one from Maryland that's going to be, I think, an impact player uh, for them, and Terrence Lewis It's a former five-star kid. So there's some areas there in that middle uh, spot defensively, but they should be really good. From a defensive standpoint, made big strides from two years ago to last year, and I think they expect to be even better this year. Mark Daniels joining us, talking to UCF football. Mark, uh, schedule sets up pretty nicely for the Knights. Uh, the non-conference, they get Louisville and Georgia Tech at home. Um, they've got SMU at home, also Cincinnati at home. Uh, on the road, they'll take on the Pirates here in Greenville October 22nd. Also at Memphis, at Tulane, at South Florida. Uh, Knights lost to Navy last year. They'll get them at home as well. So, you know, sets up for, for what could be a, a really solid last year in the AAC when you look at the schedule. Well, schedules are always interesting until you start to play them. And that, <laughs> it, it just kind of depends how the season evolves. I mean, I don't think there's a game that UCF can't win on the schedule. It doesn't mean they're going to win them all. I think that you know you just can't predict, as we saw last year with injuries, that kind of took things in a different direction until UCF kind of gathered themselves and uh, finished strong. It, it certainly is a, a, a nice schedule in the sense that UCF leaves the state of Florida only three times. They have seven home games. Hmm. They play a road game down at FAU and a road game over at South Florida and Tampa. So nine games in the state certainly helps. But it is interesting and challenging. It's nice to get Louisville and Georgia Tech uh, at home. You get a Louisville team with a talented returning quarterback, I believe Cunningham. It's a game that UCF lost on a fluke tip last year that was returned for a touchdown. Um but, they, you know, a talented SMU team comes after the game against uh, Georgia Tech. And then, you know, starting with that game against ECU, 
Certainly UCF expects a tough game to go to Greenville. And then the schedule after that road game, you come home to play Cincinnati. Then you go to Memphis, which UCF's had a nice rivalry with. You go to Tulane, which brings back a very talented quarterback and a tricky team there. Then you play Navy, and we all know it's tough to play that offense, you know, just because of the, uh, of the style. And then you play at your rival. So the back end of the schedule I do think is really challenging. Some fans may look and go, oh, those are wins. But, again, you take a look at the emotion of some rivalry games and then the style of play, and it, it certainly makes games a lot more challenging than they may appear on paper. If you win – you get on a roll, you get some confidence, and hopefully that kind of puts you in a better spot. But I think we've learned in, in, in this league that you don't take things for granted, and sometimes people underestimate the challenge of playing two, three, four games against teams that you've had some rivalries with or on the road or style to play. But again, nine games in the state of Florida certainly should help you see up as they begin the season. Mark, how, I don't know if awkward's the word, but the, the final year in the AAC, I'm sure all the Knights fans are ready to hit the fast forward button and go ahead and get to the Big 12. So playing one more year AAC competition, and then uh, it is off to the Big 12. But, uh, man, I know a lot of fans are just ready to get there, right? And and maybe even the – I don't know if the coaches and players think about it as much as the fans, but uh, it's kind of interesting going into a, a final year of a conference. Look, it's awkward, but I think it's it's just where we are in college football today. Yeah, um, and I accept the business part of it, um, the, the the historical and, and and tradition side of it. I don't particularly like what's happened to the sport. I think college football has been a a regional sport with its traditions that has just been gobbled up by the dollars uh, uh, you know that are out there. Um, so the business part of it is this happens to be the final year. I believe it's been very good to UCF, but I think vice versa. I think that they certainly respect the challenge of going out and know the quality of teams in the league. I think every fan, coach, and player that will be around in 2022 looks forward to what that challenge will be in the Big 12. But I don't think it's a case that anybody is looking past the current season. I think UCF knows that because of their past success, the same deal goes for Cincinnati, that your opponents will be ready to play you because they want to beat you, and uh, you take nothing uh, for granted. It is an interesting year because of the planning for where you're going from a standpoint of fundraising, of recruiting, you know, of of future schedules, um, and all the stuff that comes with that, that process is well underway now for UCF, even though that season still is, you know, about 13 uh, months away. And who knows what the makeup of the Big 12 is going to be when UCF gets to it. possible before they play their first conference game. Building has expanded again. I don't know. I mean, that's uh, certainly something that's out there. So it is an interesting year because of the many moving parts. But I know that, you know, Gus understands the challenge of 2022 and, and, and a lot of his football team focused on the opportunities they've got for the upcoming year. And, Mark, uh, we've hit on this with you, uh, I guess, last year when, when the, all the announcements and things were being made. But as far as money raised, as far as facilities, you know, how much has changed since the announcement of going to the Big 12 as far as kind of building uh, even a stronger infrastructure and, and new additions and things like that over in Orlando? Well, it's a constant process. Everyone's trying to raise money. Uh, you never raise enough. You always need more. Everybody wants to expand <laughs> facilities, um, and, and I'm not quite sure that'll ever stop. I think that the, I mean, there's no question. UCF is raising more money. Uh, Terry Mahajer, the AD, who's a fantastic guy, I think would tell you, you know, you got to raise more money. Uh, UCF's going into a league that has a number of schools that have been operating at a different financial level. 
um, than UCF has. And whatever the media money will end up being, it'll be significantly more than where UCF has been in recent years. But that doesn't guarantee you to catch up with everybody else. There are certain advantages that UCF has that will come into play over a period of years. No one graduates more alums over a period of time than UCF. Uh, A decade of graduation at UCF will equal some of the all-time degrees handed out by some of their Big 12 uh, rivals to be. Uh, you know, the, 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 the enrollment at UCF, the television market, all those things are an advantage. It doesn't guarantee you wins, but it certainly gives you an opportunity to jump in with your feet going and, and try to be competitive. Uh, there'll be challenges, but, you know, I think UCF knows that that process is underway now. Uh, the challenge is how you can turn a lot of those young alums into donors. And the funny thing is that Texas uh, – Texas has the most alums and graduates, the most people in the Big 12. But the average donation per donor is not among the highest compared to some other uh, schools, but they have more donors. Mm. So the thing for UCF is they just need to get more people to donate a little bit more money, and that's kind of how you close that gap. But no one's ever done fundraising. As ECU fans know, there's always a need for more, and I'm not quite sure if that ever stops. So, um, like I said, there's a lot of moving parts about where UCF is going. There's a focus on this here, but um, it, 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 is a, it is a rolling ball to, to be going at full speed by the time you get to the fall of 2023. Mark Daniels joining us. Mark, we'll wrap it up here. Got the uh, the new Fresh Feel Steel magazine today for the first time in the Pirate Radio studios. That's always a good feeling, but he has Cincinnati as the top team in the American. I'm fascinated to see how Luke Fickle makes up for all the departures. I'm sure they've got some studs waiting, but Ritter and all those guys on defense their pick first, followed by UCF, followed by Houston, the three teams uh, leaving for the Big 12, and then East Carolina uh, picked fourth in the league. Do you see this uh, as once again as Cincinnati kind of on top of everybody there in the AAC, or do you think that it's up for grabs this year in football? Well, I think the Bearcats have earned the right to be considered a favorite. I think just like UCF did in 2017 and 18, when you have years like that, that uh, you know you establish yourself. I think Luke Fickle's done a great job in recruiting. Uh, they've also been active in the transfer portal. And, um, you know, they did lose a lot, but there's still a lot of talent there. I think Houston brings back a lot of people with a quarterback that just keeps getting better in Clayton Tune. You know, I, and I think Dana Holgerson's done a good job also preparing for where uh, they're going. But, you know, the way the schedule goes and, again, the way injuries happen, you know, it, it still could be a, a wide open year. I do think that there's some teams that have been perceived at middle of the pack in the American that do a combination of it. I'll use ECU as you know, an example. I say this in a loving way. You know, you have a ninth-year quarterback like ECU does. Yeah. <laughs> Anything is possible. I mean, I say that because I remember his first game. But, you know, experience means a lot, and quarterbacks can carry it. That's why I tell people about Tulane. Tulane season last year fell apart because a talented quarterback got hurt, Michael Pratt. You know, if he's healthy, they probably win a couple more games. So you can get hot with somebody and get on a roll. I think that, you know, the perception of are those three teams the deepest in talent, that may be the case, but that doesn't guarantee anything. Like I said, UCF had expectations last year, and three and a half hours after kickoff at Louisville, their season took a turn when they, you know, we got on the plane and, and seven starters didn't play the following week. And, you know, a couple of guys missed the rest of the year. So, so that's how things can change. What's predictable in July 
is uh, a wrong prediction by the time you get to October. That's a good point. These previews and prognostications are fun, but once we get in the season, they are uh, they're long forgotten. Mark, uh, we'll see if we can track you down in October. Preview East Carolina and UCF. We appreciate your time as always. Have a great rest of your summer, and uh, hopefully we can talk to you again down the road. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you, Mark Daniels, play-by-play voice of the Knights, joining us on Pirate Radio Live. I want to I want to do an exercise with you guys, not physically, verbally. Today we're going to do <laughs> twenty jumping jacks. Go! <laughs> Thank you, Coach. Um, Camp clip. Do you think when we return we can rank the twelve games on ECU's football schedule in order of excitement level? Personally, okay. What game are you most excited about to the least? okay 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 all right well let's do that when we return you guys can chime in on social media as well facebook youtube twitter what game are you looking forward to the most and then rank the games after that and uh, we'll talk about that when we return on pirate radio live here on a monday after this hour of prl is brought to you by tommy's express car wash come experience the difference in tommy's now open at the corner of greenville boulevard and red banks road doesn't your car deserve it visit tommy's express car wash today now back to the show welcome back do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties are you curious about the current real estate market or do you need a property manager for rental houses ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has the answers. Call him today at 347-1857. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is Clip Brock. Welcome back to Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Garrett Short, WNCT Channel 9. Going to join us in the 5 o'clock hour. As we'll hit on everything going on in the world of sports locally and beyond. Uh, New Field Steel has entered the Pirate Radio Studios. Excitement time there. Um, are we going to do a gentleman's... Gentleman's? Gentleman's? <laughs> Don't you dare. A gentleman... Talk about gentleman's. A gentleman, gentleman's agreement and gentlewoman's agreement that we don't take this in the bathroom? A burgly. <laughs> uh everybody cool with a that burglary a burglary a burglary we're not taking phil still magazine into the bathroom sounds pretty reasonable yeah, I want yes, him looking absolutely. anyway I, I, I don't know if it needs to be said but just i figured i'd say it and we've we got all, phones now we'd all do a uh oh yeah before you go to the bathroom just screenshot the pages you want to read and <laughs> or take a picture of them and then head in there all right so ecu football Games you're looking forward to the most power rankings. Is anybody not going to say NC State number one? NC State number one. Right. Okay. What's your number two? Probably probably Campbell. CJ, what's your number two? Versus Houston, November 19th. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm anticipating that one being like a pivotal, like top of the standings game for the conference plus yeah well houston's gonna be good this year we played a classic 
against them last year, right? Yeah. That was the delayed game. It finished at like 2 in the morning. It was the night the Braves won the NL uh, championship, right? I got a video. NLCS. Yes. That was that game. Yes. Frustrating fashion. Houston's going to be good. It's going to be here late in the year. Uh, I'm with you. Houston's number two. Campbell is number two for you? I was joking! But I, Mike Minner and his football program, the number one recruiting class in the FCS, so are you Pat th- White's the quarterback's coach. I want to see how they do in, in Greenville in a hostile environment. So you're joking or not joking? <laughs> I mean, you talk- I just hyped myself up. You've talked yourself into this jam. I don't understand if you're joking or not. I'm excited to see a Campbell football team come in here. So you're not joking? No, nah, I was joking. <laughs> I am hyped for Houston, though. Oh, boy, when the Cougars come to town. That's second, Campbell's third. <laughs> All right. Campbell's third. I am, you know what I am excited for? To go back to Provo. We're making a power rankings, and we're going one by one here. Can, you've already named four games. We're not even on number two yet. Number two is... Well, we're on number three. Nah. Because Campbell's your number two. Mm, yeah, I'll go, I'll, I'll go Campbell number two. Houston number three for me. All right, Houston's three. For me, number three would be let's send out UCF with a loss October 22nd here at home. I'm going UCF, the third game I'm excited about the most. CJ. My number three is at BYU just because it's not a it's not a game that we would play too often, and I'm excited to see ECU go on the road very late at night and play against somebody who should be a ranked opponent. My number four is at BYU Friday night on the deuce. Um Last time ECU went to BYU, it was a shootout. It was fun. I think both teams blocked a punt. It was crazy. Wild stuff happened. So that would be my number four. What's your – have we got your number four yet, Chandler? Uh, My number four would probably be – So hold on. So hold on. We've named state number one, and then we we named our Houston – you said you threw Campbell in there. So, yeah, this would be your number four. Yes. And that would be who? I'm probably I'm gonna go UCF. Gus Malzahn and the boys coming back to Greenville. This time, and hopefully a packed house. The last time they came to Greenville, I don't even know I, yeah, Gus Malzahn was this was his first year. Malzahn. It, empty stadium. Mm-hmm. This time it's gonna be different. All right, I'm gonna go number five. Mm. So Kenny Curlings said Everyone but Navy. I'm going to – this is like a be careful what you wish for here. Number five, I'm going to say Navy at home. Beat them last year. We ECU's never beaten Navy at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. That has to change, and it's going to change this year, this, this year, and I'm excited about it. September 24th at home. Are you saying Mike Oresco is going to be at the at this game? Well, Navy, I mean, Ronder Stallback. And they got uh, Alexander Teach. He's a great fullback. I'm going to go Navy as number five for me. Um, My number four was Navy. You just never looked this way, so I didn't give it. Yeah, keep up with your own numbers. I'm doing a bad job of yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> my number four was Navy um, for two reasons. One was because I think this is a great opportunity for us to notch that first one. Opportunity. Right. First, opportunity. first uh, big opportunity for us in a while. Opportunity. All right. Opportunity. Opportunity. Okay. 
And uh, second reason is because uh, this will be the fourth game in four weeks at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. And I want to see who falls over, just passes out. Uh, from a fan awesome. perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be hilarious. And hopefully this game will be to get to either 4-0 and or 3-1. and Right. And really get off to a great start of the season. Right. And then my number five is Central Florida. Okay. UCF. Chandler, who's your number five? I'm going to probably go Navy on my birthday. Navy on Chan's birthday. You going to be here? Yeah. All right. I don't know if you had a destination birthday party this year. Nah, bro. I'm doing it with uh, all the people that I love and care about. Oh, you guys. that's sweet. Uh, number six. I think I'm on number six. I'm going to go Memphis at home October 15th. My six is Cincinnati. I would be a little more excited for it if it were here, but yeah. it's not. But it would be nice to send them out of the conference like UCF with a loss. So see how it goes. Win that one. And boy, that Houston one could be really big right. the following week. All right. Uh, Chandler? Uh, I like how the Pirates played the last time they were in Tampa. Uh, I'm going to go South Florida. All right. Number seven, I'll go at Cincinnati. Campbell. Okay. Chandler? Good pick with the Campbell one, by the way. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Cincinnati. All right. Number eight, I'm going to go Old Dominion. Oh, okay. If you lose the state game, you you got to win that okay. one. That Must win sense. territory. If you win the state game, let's keep it rolling and get to 2-0 and and then beat Campbell when you're 3-0. and So that Old Dominion game is going to be an important game one way or the other, and it's at home, and it's at 6 o'clock. And I like a 6 o'clock kickoff. Chandler? I mean, not Chandler. Excuse me. Clip, I, I do want to interrupt you for just a moment. Um, this better like, be good. Um... <laughs> In the 10th round of the Major League Baseball draft, Zach Agnos has been drafted by the Colorado Rockies. Tab the Rockies. Zach Agnos. And the approximate slot value for that is about 153K. All right. Decision time. Will he go pro or will he stay? So he goes in the 10th and final round. Is it? I think I might have been wrong about that. There might, there's, I think there's more rounds than that. But we'll see. We'll keep up with it. Again, if somebody knows, please let us know. I am not. Oh, as I was trying to say earlier, Mike Mullis said we should have done a um, a draft show. And I told him, good idea. Maybe next year I need to educate myself more on it. Because I don't know the players. I don't know the rounds. I don't understand compensatory picks and all that mess. Well, so, that's what Mully's for. True. I'm kind of the host and he's the know-it-all. So, yeah. All right, well, now I have no clue what numbers we're on, so I'm just going to finish out mine personally. We're on eight. I will go, uh, I said Old Dominion, and then to round it out, South Florida, Tulane, whatever. Uh, Temple's last on my list. I'll go at Tulane, at South Florida, and then at Temple to close it out. All right, finish out y'all's list. All right, I'm going to go Memphis. Then I'm going to go uh, Tulane. I'm going to go Temple. Then Old Dominion's last for me. All right. My last four were uh, Tulane, then Temple, then Old Dominion, then South Florida. All right. The picks are in. It's a fairly similar list. I think I had the steal of the draft. <laughs> Campbell? Yeah. At number two? Hell yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. And I still don't know if I think it's a program on the rise in the FCS ranks. Do you think Mike, Mike Menner is going to like talk, like take a I, selfie with you or something? Well, look, I mean, 
you're seeing a former Panther. If you're a Panther fan, excited about that. A former Dolphin. Um, but like I said, this Pat is White. a team. This is a guy. This isn't just a former Pro Bowl safety. This is a head coach in the FCS that has recruited his freaking tail off. He's recruited his freaking <laughs> tail off, and he's got the number one uh, recruiting class and FCS levels a lot like I used to do uh, for the Dukes uh, at James Madison a little bit. For sure. <laughs> Wait, are you Mike Houston? Or are you Mark Lindsay? Are you Mark Houston? Look, <laughs> Mark Houston. <laughs> I have a tendency now, and you know, God, he's not dead, but we, <laughs> but, but we haven't heard from our good friend God Mark rest his soul. God rest his soul in in the media world. In the media world, God rest his soul. In real life, he's actually still here. Oh yeah, you caught um, yourself. Um, <laughs> but uh, may he rest in peace. Just from the media, I business. have a terrible tendency of getting mark Lindsay in my impersonations a little bit for sure in terms of getting him in the impersonations a little bit for sure in terms of what he turkey's got cooked up for thanksgiving a little bit for sure coming up in a couple of months for sure God, hey, hey, hey rest in peace pete gillen and rest in peace mark Lindsay. oh dear good stuff all right let's take a break we will come back when we return We'll talk to Garrett Short, WNCT Channel 9. Happy uh, belated birthday, Brian Bailey. He is gone. Not dead. God rest his soul. Still, no, still alive. He'll be back. But uh, today, Garrett Short will be uh, filling in for his radio duties here on PRL. We'll talk to him when we return after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients in Eastern North Carolina. Can't take these guys anywhere. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. All right. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Welcome back into Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Garrett Short from WNCT Channel 9. He joins us here in the Pirate Radio studios. Garrett, good to see you again. How you doing, man? Uh, pretty good. It's uh, a little too hot for me outside, but enjoying the summer and kind of ready for fall, though, for the sake of weather and football. <laughs> so you're a northern, you're a uh, Chicago guy? Yeah, Chicagoland. So, you know, obviously it would get hot, but, you know, I keep looking at my phone and, oh, 80 degrees humidity, and it's like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. I tried to wear pants a few times, jeans, khakis was a real bad mistake, and <laughs> it is shorts. That yeah. is strictly shorts weather there you go that's my style patrick mason from the uh daily reflector is a an illinois guy chicago guy yeah. goes jeans year round i freaks me out do it. makes it's, me hot yeah i sitting at a baseball game you know i i head down to kinston a lot granger stadium's wonderful 
one of my favorite parts is the fact that it's covered and I can sit in the shade because yeah. that would just add to the heat. <laughs> What's hot in Chicago? I mean, you, like a day game Wrigley, middle of, middle of July. What's hot there? So I grew up in a family, you know, house divided. I was the only Sox fan growing up. So we would go to back then it was U.S. Cellular, and that always felt cooler. Every time you're at Wrigley, it's like, oh hey feels like 103 degrees there is absolutely no wind and yeah. the only thing you can do if you're of age is to drink beer to cool off which is why people end up having so much fun at Wrigley but yeah generally like you know it'll crack 90 91 and there's those times in July where it gets really hot but you know, there's no not very often a heat index of 103 which is pretty right. common here what's uh what's your interest level in the home run derby denied on a scale of one to ten ah uh, Three. I, okay. The That's rules, about where I'm at. The, the rules change so much, and you know, I remember watching it and going out of my way to watch it as a kid. And, you know, one of the maybe the last few that I really tuned in was that year Josh Hamilton belted mm-hmm. was it 27, 28, and you know, I, I remember some good performances. But you know, the rules change, the players change, and everything. Sometimes it's kind of hard to keep up with. I agree. I think it's because everybody kind of goes back to their childhood. In my memory is ken griffey jr yeah. backwards hat off the warehouse like it doesn't Baltimore. get better than that <laughs> and like so everybody goes back to kind of when they were younger i think it's a made for tv kids event almost and for the most part i feel like that's the way that you know professional sports all-star weekends are you know i've never been a huge pro bowl guy i don't think anyone's really nah, a pro bowl nah. person but you know if you think about the the dunk contest outside of that zach levine aaron gordon there hasn't been a great dunk contest in a decade vince carter kind of ruined it for yeah, me vince I mean, carter he ruined had it. Blake, the greatest blake griffin had a few good runs jumping over the car was pretty sweet yeah but you know, it doesn't match up like the way it used to yeah you're right and uh and the all-star game kind of the same way it's yeah. a, and, and you know what too I, boy i really sound like an old guy now <laughs> get off my lawn i remember mid 90s mid to late 90s uh, i'll google it up to see the uh, first year but when interleague play began it took a little luster out of the all-star game because you had never seen those matchups previously yeah. and now you do and I, I don't know if that's a a huge deal with it but uh, I'll, I'll probably turn on the all-star game but Again, I'm about at a three, like you said. I much prefer the All-Star game versus the Home Run Derby. Um, loved the All-Star game as a kid, but that's just because you know, the best baseball is when you have the best players on the field and getting to see you know Shohei Hodani go after some of the best hitters in the world, is that's not something that you get to see on a frequent basis. And you do tonight, or I guess this weekend. Yeah, I do like the uh, the fact that they're bringing in Pujols and Miguel Cabrera. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's kind of you know the, the tip of the cap one last ride yeah. you know, for two of the greatest hitters of a generation. Garrett Short joining us. So not a lot going on uh, in the world of sports this week. Coming up Wednesday, worst sports day of the year. No baseball, no nothing. Uh, we're going to be playing Survivor on Pirate Radio. <laughs> so there is a Survivor simulator uh, online. <laughs> And you put in everybody's name, so we're going to have three tribes of six, 18 people. Garrett, maybe you'll make it in next year. It's uh, our regulars here at Pirate Radio. So that's what we're going to do for three hours on Wednesday on the worst sports day of the year. So everybody uh, tune into that. Uh, As far as baseball goes, disappointing first half for your White Sox, fair to say. Uh, Still in the mix, crazy to me. To see the Guardians uh, second place in that AL Central, just two games back of Minnesota. That's what helps when you're uh, in one of the worst divisions in baseball is there's always a chance. All you have to do is get hot over the course of 
two weeks and you you know climb the standings a few games so it helps when you're playing the tigers and the royals pretty frequently the manager of the 50 and 43 blue jays was fired last week uh-huh, we've seen yep. joe madden fired joe girardi yep. fired and it's, tony larusa still kicking at 150 <laughs> years old that's what i'm getting to what like is how long is he gonna be around there i, I don't know whose choice it is you know if it's general manager owner because jerry reinsdorf seems to be pretty buddy buddy with larusa um but you know, it's, it's interesting how some coaches have different leashes based yeah. on you know how much they win and stuff and sometimes how much they've won in the past doesn't really matter but yeah i uh I think that there is a new age of baseball coming, just like there's a new age of any sport. You know, more power to players and stuff. And you took a very, very exciting White Sox team over the last few years that was up and coming and gave them one of the oldest managers. Yes, experienced, but extremely old and kind of sucked all the fun out of it. And I think that shows in the record. I guess uh, he's still carrying weight from that 1989 A's team. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What are you What are you basing this on now if you if you think Tony La Russa is, uh, is right for baseball in 2022? I don't really get it. I'm sure you don't either. You gotta and it, it sounds like the fans at the game don't get oh. it either, right? Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, that's oh, tough. The, the crowds, the social media. Yeah. Oh, it's it's bad. The thing is, though, you have to look at it through the lens of what have you done for me lately? And that's jack squat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Major League Baseball draft going on. We saw Carson Wisenhunt get taken round two by the San Francisco Giants. So happy for Carson as he will uh, begin his pro career. We were talking off the air before we got on. Pretty good spot to land, right, as far as an organization goes? Yeah, and this is going to – I'm not trying to bash on other organizations, but there's a lot of ebb and flow. Teams have a really few down years. Nothing wrong with the Kansas City Royals. The Oakland A's have been perpetually bad, it seems. But – you were talking the St. Louis Cardinals. Obviously, you have teams like the Yankees who just spend and spend and spend and buy their wins. But you, know, you get the Cardinals, you got the Giants. There's a few teams that just continually retool and it doesn't really it, matter like who's exactly. there. They just win. It seems like a good place for growth. So hopefully, he steps in and feels like home. Saw some familiar names. Uh, a couple of Campbell players being taken in the first round. Uh, yeah. We were able Is to see live. Nito or Nito? Yeah, I believe I it's Nito. I call him Nito. I think it's Nito. I didn't do PA that game, so I didn't have to <laughs> pronounce it correctly. But I say Nito, and I say familiar names. Uh, Rocker, who we saw, Kumar Rocker yeah. rejoining uh, Lighter, Jack Lighter. That's pretty interesting. I really hope. And I don't have anything wrong with the Mets, who I believe drafted him last year. But I hope for him, he kind of gets to stick it to him, comes out and pitches well. Because he, obviously, the, you can't fault the organization for saying, hey, you're not healthy. But, man, I hope he goes out and just lights it up. Hey, I hate the Mets. I'm with you. Let's, <laughs> let's screw the Mets. Uh, and, again, familiar names. Holiday. Did not realize until the draft that that was Matt Holiday's son. Yeah, me neither. Uh, Jackson Holiday, uh, taken first overall by the Baltimore Orioles. And again, I'm old, but he looks like a 12 year old. The funny thing is, <laughs> that picture that you're looking at right now isn't even as bad as some of the other pictures I've seen. People were saying, oh, I didn't know if we were drafting little leaguers or middle schoolers now. Straight from Williamsport. Yeah. I mean, good grief. And you know, you mature over the course because he won't get into the bigs for another at least two years, right. I assume, unless he's you know a very mature you know very built 18 year old but you know then you also have drew jones andrew jones's son going second i believe to the diamondbacks and i, I think it shows that genetics pay off <laughs> 
No doubt. And Andrew Jones, you're talking about when guys would get into the majors. Andrew Jones hit two home runs, game one of the 96 World Series. And I think he was, I'm trying to figure out how old he was at the time because he was very, very young, uh, 19 years old when he played his first game. Uh, with the Braves, and then went on to hit those two home runs. Couldn't even enjoy a post-game beer after hitting those bombs in the World Series. So another Jones, Drew Jones, uh, going to the Diamondbacks. Really cool to see all these uh, familiar last names in uh, pro baseball. Saw a stat that we'll be using Wednesday at Sports Trivia. Um, the Last night, Jackson Holiday, the second player drafted first overall whose dad played in the big leagues. Griffey. Ken Griffey Jr., the other. Very good. I believe I saw that on social media, but I also would have known because it's the kid. The kid. That is correct. So that's what's going on MLB-wise as uh, we head. Uh, we are at the unofficial halfway point of the season. Home Run Derby tonight. All-Star Game coming up Tuesday night. And uh, games will resume on Thursday. I was already looking ahead, including a doubleheader between the Yankees and the Astros. How about the Yankees putting it on the Red Sox? over the weekend yeah the uh yankees obviously they buy a lot of the wins they go out and just spend and spend and spend but how about matt carpenter that is nuts that i I don't understand that at all to find a guy carpenter was really good for the cardinals for years not maybe not like a top five player in the league every year but he was always going to give you exactly what you needed yeah and then he dipped uh came out of nowhere maybe and man, when there's valleys, there's also those peaks, and he is peaking right now. That's fantastic for him. It is. It's a crazy story. In fact, I saw a stat recently. It was like the most uh, multiple uh, seven RBI games in a season in Yankees history. And it's like Ruth, DiMaggio, Gehrig, and Matt Carpenter. Anytime you're grouped in with those names, it's <laughs> yeah. always going to be a good thing. The only thing I might be able to be in that category is most hot dogs eaten. And maybe beers drank with Babe Ruth before a baseball game or something. It's not going to be anything statistical related when it comes to No, know, me baseball. swinging a bat was never a very good thing. What uh, did you play in high school? Anything? Uh, yeah, I played. Um, we didn't have football at my high school, which is really weird. Um, did you not have a lot of people? Oh, it was or? a small town, yeah. Uh, my, I'm still could have had a, a team. You know, My high school was three maybe 350 people oh wow so it was pretty small um in fact we had a co-op for wrestling so we could still have wrestling with another town nearby but i played soccer because there was no football and then basketball and baseball and baseball my glove was pretty good my (laughs) bat not so much (laughs) that's hard (laughs) garrett short joining us in the pirate radio studios looking forward to some football uh at We'll stick with the baseball. We'll, we'll talk football last. So, what have you uh, been covering this summer, Garrett? Some uh, some Woody's baseball, some I know Legion things like that. So, so what all are you covering right yeah, now? Yeah, a lot of uh, whatever you would like to call it, whether it's the Wood Ducks or the Avocados Luchadores. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've been going to a lot of those games. Saw some uh, American Legion ball. Some really good stuff. Um, you know, it's that wasn't something that I had where I grew up. American Legion travel ball was was the thing. Um, but yeah, you see a lot of these guys coming together and, you know, obviously when there's a few schools here in Greenville, there are a few schools in another county somewhere, it's nice to be able to come together and see people from different schools play on the same team because there's Absolutely. a lot of good talent. You go out to those Conley Rose battles and they're yeah. so heated and everything and then those guys join forces and yeah. it's pretty neat. It's funny because I'm not going to say they don't like each other because they probably do. It's Maybe it's a friendly rivalry, but sometimes it looks like they don't like each other. Yeah. So when the summer rolls around, it's all right, wipe your hands and move on. 
And that uh, will extend to football season for sure with these rivalries and these good teams around these parts. And, and really looking forward to it, Garrett. And uh, I don't know if Bailey's going to hog this one for himself, but uh, he did say that the Parker's Barbecue annual yep. event is coming up Monday, August 8th. Yep. So make sure you're there. Oh, trust me. Anything with barbecue <laughs> and football, I'm in. That is such a cool day, too, to, to be able to talk to all those coaches. And we saw it last year for the first time, this new Big Carolina 3A, 4A mix. And it is a bear, and it is uh, it is tough every week. I'm looking forward to some high school football. How's the, I guess, Touchdown Friday prep going? Have you started that yet? Sure. No, uh, a little bit. You know, yeah. Bailey's been the Still one. Got that, time. He's the one that's uh, heading that mostly, like he he usually does. He is the captain of the ship. Um, but yeah, you know, we got some new faces in the studio get, uh, at the station, getting ready to head out. So got to make sure everyone, you know, knows when to press record and stop recording, so we can get all the. Uh, we get anywhere between like 11 14 games a week i'm fascinated by that and and i i'll ask you like when you come out of school and you know the job you want to do you want to be on the camera you want to go to sporting events and stuff did you ever picture yourself at like four high school football games on a friday night like that's got to be tough when you get into it especially when you start it's like any job you work slowly when you start whether you're an accountant or whatever it might be (laughs) the working is slow and then all of a sudden you get tossed into the fire and it's really just sink or swim. So you just got to paddle like crazy. And it's chaotic because you're going around trying not to get, trying not to speed so you don't get pulled over going between games because that happens to several people. And hmm. then you're also looking at making sure that your laptop works so you can edit everything correctly. And I will say it's stressful, but it is so much fun. Yeah. And it's got to be rewarding when you're done with that show oh, after yeah. a Friday night. Especially when I come back, and generally all the pizzas picked through. It's not gone, but most of the good pizzas picked through. I get back to the station last. Get the scraps. And at least I get some food. Yeah. Hey, shout out to the forefathers, too, right, for doing this without GPS on our phones <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Like, could you imagine going to these high schools down dirt roads? Absolutely without Absolutely <laughs> no lights, just hoping, okay, let's hope I'm going east right now. Looking forward to uh, to that, and we'll talk uh, we'll talk some high school football Tuesday on the show with Nate Connor, uh, head coach of Conley, will join us. We have Will Bland on Friday. Rose Conley should be good again. Newburn should be really good. A lot of great teams uh, in this area to cover, Garrett. Oh yeah, you know there was some um, some a few guys from the area that were made um, preseason All State. Um, you know, JH Rose obviously coming off of a state runner up. Uh, should be very very balanced this year they didn't lose a ton of guys um you know maybe some of the bruisers and stuff but should be very good again and conley you know they're conley they're going to be consistent pretty much every single sport it seems so and, and garrett you might have come around here for a good time how long you've been here now got here last september I yeah moved, i moved down here the day of the south carolina game you've seen oof, man yeah I, not I, not a good date you've seen some good pirate football though compared to past years it's still Ooh, yeah. not where it was but uh, you might have got here at a good time. Oh, I think yeah. we're going to have a pretty good team to watch this year. It's And I think it's going to be very exciting. Um, you know, everyone, at least when we're out at practices and stuff, you'll talk about, hey, what's the wide receiver situation going to look like? But, man, the, the running backs, they're bringing in quite a few wide receivers. And now they got a transfer from Toledo that they're really excited about. Yeah. Tight end room looks pretty good. And then defensively, you know, yeah, they lost Jaquan, but they still got DJ Ford, but they still got a lot of guys, especially up front, that are returning. So I think – and I, I can't say this because I haven't been here that long, but this is probably the most excited Pirate Nation has been for football in years. And I'm excited for you uh, as kind of a newcomer. I'm excited for the uh, the old heads that have been around here forever to see that atmosphere 
when nc state rolls in it's gonna be uh it, it'll be eye-opening for you I and i had so, uh, some cool experiences i didn't grow up going to really college football games there wasn't anything right nearby um but when i was up in minnesota at my last job i got the chance to go to a few college football games at university of minnesota uh versus penn state it was a really really cool matchup both yeah. teams were ranked in the top 15 and man the stadium was great but there's something about ecu fans that are kind of just psychotic about it in the best way possible <laughs> it places fantastic and when yeah. you fill in the rest of those seats with some nc state fans that oh, yeah. are also passionate place is going to be buzzing so you went to indiana state correct all right i got that right do the sycamores play fcs football yes they all do. right not good not nothing to write home about no um so yeah you kind of missed out on that as a college student yeah a little bit you know i got um a little taste of things here and there you know some good a lot of bad athletics there but uh yeah you know it's our we have our our very few claims to fame robert tanyan jr tight end for green bay oh, yeah, to my school. Yeah. started out as a quarterback um jake laravia who just got drafted out of wake forest for the nba started out in indiana state for a few years so Every now and then, there's a, a diamond in the rough. Sycamores. You got to see him here in Greenville play baseball. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool, right? It, it was pretty neat, yeah. <laughs> so who who did you grow up a fan of in college sports? Um, so I don't generally have a super strong affiliation to any team, which I think is kind of nice because I just get to enjoy things instead of wallowing and wow my team is bad like i like that too because it's some people don't follow pro sports at all because they're from a college town they just don't like it others only follow pro sports because they don't have a college like it's interesting that across the nation things are looked at differently i follow college sports probably a little bit closer than i do professional um i just really enjoy it everything about the competitiveness and you know the fact that there's so many teams so many conferences so many rivalries um if i was going to say i'd say probably growing up uh an iowa fan my dad is from iowa and he kind of you're going to be an iowa fan and you're going to like right. it type yeah. of thing like so many parents do the black um, and yellow is a pretty cool color scheme i like the logo i would have been down with that they're not unbelievable at anything but right. they're not bad at pretty it. solid they are going to be above 500 in football they're going to be above 500 in basketball they'll make the tournament they'll upset a team in football y- yep. yeah yeah it's not bad i was not bad all right fair enough that, that's a good way to put it they're not bad uh garrett short joining us in the pirate radio studios speaking of bad uh you are a bears guy right <laughs> yep <laughs> now, that's tough so what else are you going to do? Are you a fantasy football guy? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, At least you have that to fall back on. And that's what's nice. Um, a few years ago, I was like, oh, hey, the Bears might be getting a little bit better. I, maybe I don't have to put so much of focus into fantasy football. I'll get some enjoyment out of the actual season. That never quite panned out. But, yeah, the uh, the Bears have a long ways to go. Fantasy football keeper question for you. Uh, and this is like going down the list, but the last guy I can keep <laughs> – Either Russell Gage, who just joined Tom Brady's Bucks, and uh, if Chris Godwin's hurt, might see more action, or Dawson Knox, tight end of the Bills. I can keep one of those guys. Who would you keep? I would say it depends on the situation, but I would keep Dawson Knox. That's who I have currently penciled in at the moment, subject to change before the end of this month, but that's where I'm at right now. I just think the situation of consistency is definitely going to – help with Knox compared to gage we had a discussion on friday we all myself chandler cj and tony dunn who joins us picked a team that didn't make the playoffs last year to make it this year 
and I took the Broncos. I think the Colts is probably the safest pick. Yeah. With Matt Ryan and, and Tony took them. I took the Broncos. Chandler said he wasn't a homer, but he took the Panthers. Gave us some reasons oh, why. Oh, dude. <laughs> That's save that. We need to use that cut for a future reference. And CJ took the remind. Oh, Chargers. I, I, that entire division is I know brutal. Yeah. And I think, I, I don't know if I'd be willing to put my money on. I, I, yes, the Colts are definitely the safest option. The Dolphins didn't make the playoffs, right? They did not. I, if I was going to say anyone, they might be one of the picks just for the sake of, I think they're going to be better. But yeah, the Colts were and should have been in if they didn't lose to, I believe it was the Jags. Oh yeah, they, they lost to the Jags to uh, the season, last so. week. I, right. I, I would say the Colts would definitely be the safe bet. And before that discussion, I was trying to think of, all right, let's do a kind of off-the-wall Super Bowl pick. And so the Rams won last year. What they do? They brought in a veteran quarterback, uh, and the Colts use that same formula this year. So I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. I think it's a little different bringing in Matthew <laughs> Stafford. And Matt Ryan was great years ago, and he hasn't been in a great situation for years. But, yeah, Matthew Stafford might be a little, little bit better. Maybe. I, I agree with that. I've always liked Stafford, but... If you'd have thrown that out last year, I guess more people would have said yeah. Stafford. A, a year and a half or two years ago, people would have thought maybe differently. Right. Because they hadn't seen Stafford win at all. Exactly. I think, you. yeah, you got to you gotta remember what it was like because he was in a dreadful spot for, for years and Outside years Outside of well. Calvin Johnson. <laughs> I am uh, fascinated by uh, by what's going to happen this year in, uh, really in the NFC because who is the favorite in the NFC? Brady? You have to assume – Rams repeat. Um, I mean, I don't love the Packers. I don't like anybody in the NFC East. I don't trust the Packers, and I don't really know how the Rams are going to do. I, I don't know if they're going to have a championship hangover. Um, so I would definitely say the Bucks, just because you know, if there's one thing you bet on. It's Tom Brady going at, at least ten and seven, probably eleven and six. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, it, it certainly looks like on paper, and these things can change. But the AFC looks better and deeper oh, than just, the nfc i mean it's like the western conference circa 2015 <laughs> the western conference was stacked in the east it was lebron and then nobody yeah garrett short joining us in the pirate radio studios looking forward to some football to uh, actually cover so we can stop these preview discussions <laughs> but still a lot of these coming up garrett what uh, uh so we have you on because brian bailey out of town right yep a uh, vacation for the old double B. So uh, when are you going to be on TV this week? Uh, five, six, eleven o'clock every single night until right. th- through Thursday. All right, good deal. And uh, whatever you can find to talk about, right? Yeah, at this stage, <laughs> absolutely. Got some uh, uh, Ryan Meadows uh, Legion Ball post thirty nine. Uh, uh, yeah, they are heading down to uh, Duplin County. They play Fuquay Arena, I know, and okay. that's the area one championship i believe is what it is tonight so a lot of baseball you know the woodies will be playing uh mlb draft going on you know you're looking at i spoke to bryson worrell last week and he said that he's just really excited for any opportunity um so things yeah. like that you'll be filling in basically whatever we can uh, and i know that they're new but charlotte fc gets to play chelsea from oh, okay you know, across the pond one of those like friendly deals yeah okay. so that's a, a really cool thing wish that was closer because i'd love to get to go to it but yeah you kind of got to take what you can get this time of year yeah that's pretty neat like um i adopted swansea as a team years ago uh from the premier league they're no longer in the premier league 
uh they came to i think charlotte and i was kind of bummed or it might have been richmond virginia but either way i was kind of bummed i'd love to see one of those teams play live that'd be pretty cool um i'm gonna i might get into charlotte if they make the playoffs or something i have not invested really not bad so far it was a brutal loss to miami um oh i on saturday i think it was on saturday oh they were up two nothing two nothing and then they let the lead slip away and then with like you know about two minutes to play they allowed the game winner so not very good but you know it for the sake of an inaugural season, it's really not bad. Were you able to catch some Canes games this past season? Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially towards the end of the year. Um, we got to go see some in person. And I grew up, I didn't go to a ton of Blackhawks games, but you know, they call it the madhouse on Madison for a reason. The United Center is a wonderful place to watch a hockey game. And, man, Canes fans, second to none. Great fans. A- yeah. Absolutely great atmosphere. No doubt. Garrett, uh, thanks for joining us, man. We'll talk to you later on this summer and talk more football with you this fall. I look forward to it. Garrett Short joining us in the Pirate Radio Studios. Check him out, WNCT Channel 9. We'll take a timeout, come back, more to go on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Alrighty, back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Earlier today, we've been doing this uh, kind of question of the day thing. We don't just have to do it on Mondays. We do it every day. But CJ came in with a question today and uh asked everybody here in the building favorite all-time professional athlete and chandler said what was the name you used ace boogie ace boogie is that a common nickname for cam newton mm-hmm. cameron jarrell newton ace boogie ace boogie okay cj went with troy palomalu and i somewhat similar to that went with a exciting playmaking safety from that era sean taylor and uh while his career was cut short because he was murdered by some clowns who like went in for a robbery and panicked and shot him in the leg and he died and it sucks um but he was like it's the washington was kind of boring at that time and then they drafted him and then they just got super swagged out with uh portis and santana moss and taylor and chris cooley and they were like a cool team for once in my life and a lot of that was because taylor and the plays he made and uh kids go look up a highlight tape of sean taylor and enjoy um palomalu like going into every sunday if washington was still out of it or what if they were out of the playoffs or game didn't matter i still got excited about watching him play and i'm sure you felt the same about Paul, uh, Troy Palomalu. Yeah, there's uh, countless 
countless tapes you can go watch uh youtube wherever you get your videos of uh i go to vimeo vimeo Vimeo. yeah Yeah. (laughs) um of troy palomalu like expertly predicting the snap jumping over the line blocking a kick sacking the quarterback whatever i remember uh pat mcafee told a story once um he there's a time where he remembers snapping the ball and as soon as the ball snapped he got a glimpse of troy and he knew it was done and there's uh, quite a few people with those same stories. And uh, similar to that, Cam Newton famously uh, was it against the Packers when he ripped down the uh, um, no he, somebody's flag. No, that had nothing to do with CJ's story. Similar to what he was saying, Cam calls out the play. Mm-hmm. Linebacker oh, says points. It, it was Clay Matthews. Yeah, he said Packers. watch the real. He said watch the wheel route. Watch the wheel route. And he goes, ha ha! He said, "You've been watching film, huh?" He said, "Watch this." Like during the, play, that was so cool. That mm-hmm. was a, a cool moment to have the guys mic'd up. The, the mic, and I think he just caught it on the broadcast. Like they were so, oh, close. Yeah, they, was, they were so close to the mics. I guess either on the uh, on the goalposts or right there in the end zones that it was loud enough that it picked up Clay Matthew calling out what the play was, which he was correct. And then Cam Newton saying, "Ah, oh, you've been watching film, huh?" Oh, that's good. That's cool. Watch this. And, and he got him. And it was Christian McCaffrey right over the middle. Uh, Shirley didn't follow the rules, but that's okay. We're too scared to tell her uh, otherwise. But she picked two people. Well, because it was a tie. <laughs> okay. I have a 47-way tie. Can I listen? <laughs> yes. I'm surprised that Shirley didn't just split that off and say Sue Abby Bird. Wambach. Sue Bird. I thought you said Sue Bird. She Jeez said. Louise. I said if we went with more than just one, I could have gone a, a you ton went of different with ways. Two. I went with two because they were tied. <laughs> How do they get tied? I want to see this ranking system. Point allotment and everything. Greatest of all time. Jordan, Abby Wambach. Who uh, at one time had the most international goals scored by any man or woman in international soccer. Who uh, overtook her? Ronaldo, um, no, Christine Sinclair. No, sorry, Christine. Uh, is it Christy or Christine again. Sinclair? Her last name is Sinclair, but she plays for the Canadian uh, oh. women's national team. Mike's, she broke the record. Okay. Mike says YouTube is the fad. E bombs world is my favorite video website of choice. I've never heard of that. Have oh, you? y'all are young. I remember E bombs world. Oh. That was kind of like um, maybe Reddit before Reddit. Oh, okay. Where you go to find funny internet things oh probably like i don't know but i I do remember that website from the early to mid 2000s i guess when did you first get on the net there cj late 2000s probably yeah Yeah, same probably like oh nine yeah all right interesting uh pick a player that you liked from a team you hated kobe Mm. bryant Mm, that's a good one probably drew Brees okay i was thinking as much as i hate it Derek freaking jeter oh yeah that's a tough one yeah oh that's so hard to say as a uh i was gonna say jason witten for dallas it's hard to pick a cowboy but like yeah you could go brian dawkins i liked him too brian uh brian westbrook the running back and that has fantasy stuff he was like my keeper for years hated the eagles but yeah i like brian dawkins too good call 
Uh, Giants. I don't know if I ever liked the Giants. I like my people normal sized. Yeah. Uh, how about football? N- name a Raven that you like, CJ. You got to do it. Jeez. Ray <laughs> Lewis. Why would you do that? No, no, I don't. Right. I don't like Ray Lewis. Uh, nah, I'm sure you don't. Haloti Nada. Okay. Well done. Cool. Name a Falcon you like, Chin. Name a Falcon. Julio's hard to dislike. I, I think I like Matt Ryan. Okay. That's fair. You like all the quarterbacks you played against? Um. Yeah, Jameis. Oh, I hated the Saints. I hated the Saints, and I I didn't like Sean Payton. Great movie, by the way, if you haven't seen it. <laughs> Kevin James in uh, uh, something, the home team. Watch it if you haven't. Watch right. that. Hey, look, grab and, your lady uh, friend, sit on the couch, watch that, and then the first two episodes are Under the Dome, and that is a fun night. Yep, uh, great first date. Um, but I hated the Saints. I hated Sean Payton, especially you know. It, during the bounty hunting stuff but i always did like drew Brees, and then i did say matt ryan probably a falcon Devonte freeman okay fair enough i, I think like this him. is nice to show that uh you know you can like people this from is the like in side. presidential debates a lot of times they ask each candidate like what is it that what is one thing you can say that you respect about your opponent Right. They have to do that. And that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. Within our divisions. It's very nice. Uh, For the Bucks, hmm. Probably uh, Doug Martin. Ah, the muscle hamster. Yeah. Which I don't think he liked that nickname, but it was so good we gave it to him anyway. Which uh, Kevin Durant, Slim Reaper, is a great nickname, but I don't think he likes it, right? I don't understand why he doesn't like it. It's awesome. That's an awesome nickname. I also think Levante David is still one of the most underrated linebackers. All right. Thank you for... Uh, hey, and you'll die on that hill. I'll die on it. Okay. Speaking of nicknames, did you see the... Uh, is his name Anthony Richardson, the quarterback from Florida? He's and dropping it, the uh, AR-15. And his nickname is AR-15. Sick, yeah. sick uh, nickname. Yeah. And he just said, like, the negative, like, it's used in all these yeah shootings mm-hmm. and it doesn't want it associated with him right so. uh but it did remind me don't look at my computer channel you're already looking um of a cool nickname and a guy that probably didn't deserve it let's see he was good uh one time nba all-star 2004 all rookie team gotta look now um do you know whose nickname was ak-47 oh yeah who Kirilenko. Andre Kirilenko. Because his initials and he was number 47. Now you look at him, it doesn't look like no, he should have that cool of a nickname. But AK 47 is an awesome nickname to have. Uh, made it one all star team. Do you remember him? Yes, I remember the name. Andre Kirilenko, AK 47. I don't know. I thought about that today when I saw the, uh, the what is it? Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson from Florida. Yeah all right um okay well we named some guys that we love to hate hate to love hate to love a better way to say it uh we haven't opened up the booty bag today oh, yeah. you know what i say we do what i say we open it up right now booty 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 everywhere booty 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 everywhere three one seven one thousand two hundred and fifty is the number that's three thousand 
171 250. Easy phone number to remember. Shirley, what are we giving away today? Shrimp taco lunch, courtesy of Chico's. Chico's can be yours if you're caller number five. Five. 317-1250. We're back with more after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust, like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, are creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. And congratulations to Will James of Greenville. Picked up a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's. Enjoy your favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Plus, ice cold cervezas and Chico's famous margaritas are always available. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's. Now, let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Alrighty, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Got the Phil Steel magazine going through it for the first time today. And uh, East Carolina, according to Phil Steel, has the 59th toughest schedule. So, kind of right there in the middle. Uh, we went over that schedule earlier. Games were looking forward to seeing the most uh rank from the most to the least and pretty similar outside of chandler <laughs> bring on the camels <laughs> the camel fighting camel bring on the camels baby uh i tell you what it is a must win you know that uh that matchup's gonna mean a lot to me yeah why because people might not know this clip but when it came down to decision time uh-huh for where Chandler honeycutt was going to go to school yeah East Carolina Campbell. Wow. It was East Carolina Campbell. Was it tit for tat? It was, well, tit for tat, but my heart was telling me where home is. And home is right here in Greenville, North Carolina. I grew up going to games. My dad is a 1991 graduate. And ever since I was a wee little lad coming to Greenville, I remember saying to myself at the age of eight years old, I want to go to school here. And I want to live here because this is the place to be. What a story. That's amazing. And uh, who knows what would it, what this world would look like, not just you yourself, but the entire world, if you would have attended Campbell. You know, where would you be right now? You wouldn't be here. Nope. I wouldn't be. What would you be doing? And that's why I look back on the decision and I thank God. You'd probably be. And I say, thank you. You'd be cleaning out Porta Johns somewhere. Which thank I you bet, for those I, people. I, well, I kind of still do that here at Pirate Radio. <laughs> well, yeah, that is true. You also um, get to talk. I do get to talk. Can you wear gloves in here next time? I don't know what you've been touching. What are you talking today. about? I mean, you've been doing some dirty jobs here today. That's fine. Isn't that a TV show? It is. Dirty Jobs with Chan Man. 
great this is a great segment you might have mentioned this uh were you gonna walk on to the campbell team i was offered basically a spot offered basically a spot now what does that mean they didn't have scholarships back then oh that's right and i i was just like i want to you had a chance to play for mike minner and you turned it down to come to ecu you know why because you don't love football because you're a baby no (laughs) (laughs) yes thanks coach i wanted to um bite the bullet and try out here at ecu because i knew that if i didn't like i i if i didn't make it i still was going to try to do what i wanted to do which is what i'm doing right now right okay i see what you're saying so at that time you thought you still might have a shot i I thought i would have a shot yeah okay so and i was just like you know what i'm just going to go and if i could go back in time and change my decision i wouldn't share talked about turning back time you talked about it as well you would not do that you would if you had a time machine you would not use it to turn it back to your college choice nope what would you use it for <laughs> probably not to do the randy orton thing at my mom's <laughs> <laughs> um, that would still sticking with you yeah yeah <laughs> to this day to this day <laughs> to this day man i think the good news is everybody those other people probably forgot about about it yeah that is true you need to do like yeah, tosh point oh oh by the way web redemption nathan uh. fielder nathan for you on comedy central one of the best shows of all time he's got a new show on hbo now called the rehearsal and the first episode came out friday and he's the best thing going y'all gotta see that show if you like i tell you what that, awkward comedy that is a great question by the way about if you had a time machine and can use it to change one thing in the past what would it be yeah that's a really good question pirate radio question of the day yeah that's uh it's a little deep i don't know if people uh would give us their true honest answer that's true that's true. deep um what was i gonna say oh yeah tosh point oh you need to do a web redemption we'll have all those same people in the same room and you walk in again do you do it again like what do you do i think you do it again no i change it up <laughs> no no do the triple h no, knowing what i know now and the effect <laughs> it has had on my life that just trauma that has been my life since then yeah i'm changing it up but what do i do pop out of the floor like Rey mysterio do i dab do i do i dab do you dab on them do i hit the woe do i (laughs) oh you gotta do your (laughs) i do the (laughs) it's my mama's 40th birthday make a freestyle actually have somebody do it for me (laughs) but you do the mannerisms yeah all right we figured it out uh web uh tosh point web redemption chan man at the 40th birthday party doing freestyle mannerisms yep figured it out all right that turned out to be a good segment do we have another break uh yeah we can take it well let's take it to the limit one more time eagles <laughs> i take a time out <laughs> come back more to go after this you're 
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. The Dow was down 215 points at 31,072. The NASDAQ was down 92 points. Closed out at 11,360. The S&P was down 32 points as well at 38.30. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report for a uh, personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Cliff. All right. Who wins the home run derby tonight? Juan Soto. Three Pete. Who's that, Pete? Three Pete, Pete. Three Pete, Alonzo. Yeah, I do get it. Um, who are the uh, participants? I'm gonna go with Schwarber. <laughs> Kyle Schwarber. I don't uh, even know who's who's participating. Ronald Acuna's in it. The youngster yep. Julio Rodriguez is in it. Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols is in it. Old guy. Um, Shohei's not in it, right? No, hey. Okay. Oh, thanks for that. I'll go Acuna. Ronnie Acuna. I think he's going to hit too many line drives. It's kind of why I'm worried about Soto, too. There's going to be a bunch of lasers yeah. in the outfield. All right. Uh, we shall see. Uh, talk about it tomorrow on Pirate Radio Live. We'll talk to you then. For the crew here, I'm Cliff Brock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.